to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Happy Thursday, everyone. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe. It's going to be a fantastic night. You know, I always like to... uh, you know, I like to think that you guys imagine me sitting here in, you know, a nice little business suit and my nails perfectly polished and, and you know, looking really cool and all that. But in reality, I'm sitting here right now in a hoodie and I have mittens on and I'm wrapped up in a blanket because it is so cold in my office. It's, snow- it's snowing here right now and I have no heater vent in this office so I am freezing so we you guys just have to like snuggle up with me tonight keep me warm let's hear some great poetry have some fun all that good stuff because uh someone if you want to you can like rub a couple sticks together and get me a fire going still feeling kind of crappy getting over COVID so as we get through the evening just bear with me I appreciate it the choice of not being here is not a choice so we're here We would always do this pretty, but we always do it. All right, so we have some stuff to go over, but before we get to that, I want to make sure that you have the number to call in tonight if you'd like to call in. It's 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in and read. I do want to let real quick, I was looking at the board here. And I want to let area code, area code, where are you, hon? 360, which is Dave Kuhn, my darling blue man. You are not in the lineup. If you want to read, I have you on the sheet in order so you won't have lost your place in line. But if you want to read tonight, Dave, go ahead and press 1. That will put you in the lineup, and I'll know it's okay to unmute you. If you're here just listening and hanging out, I'm glad to see you. And if you change your mind at any time, you can press 1. There we go. I got you. The other one is 815. 815, you are not in our lineup. I see you on the board, but uh, you're not letting me know. It's okay to unmute you. So it must be that. I think that's that's Gina. Yeah. Okay. I got you all. We're good. Except for Martha. She's hiding down at the bottom. All right. So, yeah. 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in tonight. The stuff we're going to go over, um, we are celebrating Black History Month. And until March 1st, anyone posting something they have written for Black History Month on my page will get their name entered into our February prize drawing. They will get it put in there once. If you come onto the show and read what you've written, which is going to have to be tonight because this is the last show of the month. If you read something tonight that's for Black History Month, you get your name in the drawing twice. And if you post it on my page and read it on the show, you get your name in the drawing four times. How cool is that? I'm just like the most awesomest prize person drawing thing, huh? Because, you know, I don't know how to count. That should be three, but no, it's four. Anyway, the winner will be drawn and announced on March, the March 2nd show. So get writing, call in, get those, get those uh, written in red. You've got until the first. I want to take a moment 
very important moment and thank our 2022 broadcasting license sponsors, the people that jumped up and, and helped us stay on the air for our 2022 season. Those sponsors are Karen Depthrider DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Brebner, Jade Miss, Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, and Trina Pierce. I also want to thank those of you who made anonymous donations in the memory of John Music Mancase, the Appalachian poet Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King's Cadence, and Rick Smith II. Thank you all. We are in the middle of our 2023 broadcasting license fundraiser. So if you're interested in helping to keep us on this on the uh, the air for our 16th year, you can jump over onto my if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla N Y L A like New York, Los Angeles, Nyla Alicia A L I S I A. We have the link for our GoFundMe, or you can just uh, do a Google search under GoFundMe Speakeasy Cafe, and you can make a donation through that. You can also make a donation through, um, oh, I was looking at the page, May Ryan, oh, Christopher's mommy, you guys, you know Christopher, he hosts with me, his mommy just donated $100 just now as we're sitting here talking. His mom. Oh, Christopher's mom. <laughs> Hi, Christopher's mom. Love you, May. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> you can go to our GoFundMe page and make a donation there. If you aren't comfortable with that or if you don't want to do that that way, um, we do have the Speaky Gizzy Cafe does have a cash app and a, oh, what the heck is that other thing? Venmo. Venmo, and we have a PayPal account. The show has a PayPal account. So if you'd rather make a donation that way, you can uh, jump on my page or message me, and I'll tell you how to get onto those. So those of you who have donated so far, thank you so much. We are right now on our sponsorship. We are at $671,800 we need for our three-hour broadcasting we only need to do about a thousand or is it 14 i forget i'd have to look if we do the two-hour show so we're halfway to being able to keep doing a two-hour show and um not quite where we need to be for to keep our three-hour show so if you're interested in donating get a hold of us and we'll let you know how and we appreciate you so much and you know we literally can't do this without the the love of our listeners and readers and the whole community that we've built here. I'm just proud to be a part of this with you guys. You know, think about it, 16 years. Crazy, huh? Okay, so anyway, excited about that. Thank you, everyone. This is off and rolling and a really good start, and I appreciate you all. The next thing I would like to do is, uh uh-oh, I forgot. Get your pen and papers ready, okay, because we're going to be doing... Uh, doing our operation from the inkwell portion of the show. 
I love that. <laughs> I know y'all think it's nerdy. I don't care. I like my drum roll. <laughs> it's time for inspiration from the inkwell, our mini workshop. As I go through this, if you don't get everything written down, not to worry. You can always come back after the show's over and re-listen to the beginning of the program and grab what you've missed. All right. So and remember, we've got 16 years worth of uh, programs on here. Great tool for you to utilize. You want to jump on this in the first 15 minutes of a program and grab a writing assignment and go off and running or listen to the whole show and be inspired by the poets. Great tool. Make sure you take advantage of that. All right. So let's jump right in, and I'm going to give you our all-important poetry prompts for the week. Remember, poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. With that said, the prompt can be the title of the poem. It can be a line in your poem or it can be the general concept of the poem. Beyond those guidelines, what you do with them is up to you. All right, so let's get started. Number one, and I've got a couple on here, especially for Miss Martha, who's been track of our callers in order every week, and I'm going to see, hopefully she can uh, pick out which ones they are. (laughs) All right, so here we go. Number one, head buried in the sand head buried in the sand. Number two, splintered mist. Splintered mist. You know, like flaking fog, but splintered mist. All right. Three. (laughs) Number three, the hunter of angels. The hunter of angels. Number four, paint by numbers. Paint by numbers. Number five, time of the predator. That one's a good one for Jimmy. Time of the Predator. I really like this one. Okay. Number six, The Crow and the Pebble. The Crow and the Pebble. Number seven, The Definitive Answer. The Definitive Answer. Number eight, The Vacant Girl. The Vacant Girl. Nine, Judgments Pray. That's a really strong one, I think. Judgments pray. Ten, tremors from the ancestors. Tremors from the ancestors. Eleven, the end of beginnings. The end of beginnings. Number twelve, many rivers to cross. Many rivers to cross. Thirteen, stained glass butterflies. Or fireflies, not butterflies. Oh, I hate butterflies. Stained glass, I really am. I do not like butterflies. It's it's a weird thing. I could tell you the whole story, but then it would be 15 minutes later and getting into the show, so I can't do that. But just someday ask me that story. Number 14, perfect oblivion. Perfect oblivion. All right? And then your two replay bonuses brought back from last week, just because I think they are that cool are one, reasoning with destiny. Imagine that, trying to reason with destiny. Reasoning with destiny. And two, why poetry is afraid of the truth. Why poetry is afraid of the truth. That's kind of a fun one when you think about the the writing assignment I have for you later. It fits right with that. would be a reason that poetry is afraid of the truth because then it couldn't do what we're going to do tonight. All right. Remember, you can write one poem per prompt, mix and match the prompts, or use all the lines in one poem. 
But before you sit down and do any writing at all, you will be doing, because I know that you are smart and do every single thing I ever suggest, (laughs) do your pick-apart prompt writing exercise. What you're doing with this is teaching your brain to get away from that knee-jerk instant reaction you have to something that inspires you. Your brain has muscle memory just like any other muscle in your body. And somebody said that's why we that's what memory is, muscle memory. I mean you just it's literally the same thing. I say something instantly your computer throws something back at me. But what if you dug a little deeper than that? What if you got into your dark web? Right? <laughs> that sounded ominous. Um, but what happens if you were to look beyond the things that you would normally write about? You know, those are you don't want to write the typical poem. You don't want to write the same poem as everybody else. You want to find something unique. And this is what's going to teach you how to do that, those ideas, find the things that are uniquely yours. All right? So with this writing exercise, pick apart a prompt, what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you take the first prompt that I gave you, which is head buried in sand, and write that at the top of the page. Now, before you write a poem to it, I would like you to sit and write at least – the, the idea for at least six different poems you could write that prompt. So instead of writing the poem, I want to know six different poems you could write with that same prompt, having it being the title or a line in or the concept of how many different poems could you write to that one prompt? That's what I want you to write, at least six. You can do more, but at least six. Then go on down the list to number two, number three, number four, all the way to the end until you have at least six different poem ideas you could write to each of the prompts. Right? You will not get through this exercise without being off and running on something. Something's going to grab a hold of you and take you and drag you off, and it's going to be something pretty awesome, I promise. I dare you. Prove me wrong. Do this exercise and tell me if I'm wrong. You won't be able to. Magic is science. It's my witchery. Exercise, make sure you get that done. Now, this is our writer's block is just an urban legend myth buster writing assignment. All right. <laughs> I, have fun, I have fun saying that. That's kind of fun. All right. So we put so much pressure on ourselves every time we sit down because we're poets and we are going to sit down now and we're going to clear the desk we're going to take our pen, take my pen, take my pen, and we're going to write a poem. What am I going to write about? I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to write about. All right. We pressure on ourselves, so much pressure on our brains that we take the fun out of what we do. All right? That's, you don't want to do that. So when we put that kind of pressure on us and we can't think of a poem, then we get all upset because we're not writing a poem. And then we think we have writer's block, but it's not true absolutely not true and all of this comes from a workshop that I do because it's called writer's block is an urban legend it's like the boogeyman it can't hurt you if you don't believe in it that's the full title of the workshop all of it's in there yeah the whole thing anyway so I I am here to with that workshop and with what we do here I am here to dispel that myth with you because there's absolutely no such thing as writer's block there's expectations and egos there is no such thing as writer's block because if you can pick up a piece of paper right now and take your pen and on that piece of paper write this is not a poem those words all you have to write 
you are writing. Therefore, if you can pick up a pen and put words to paper, how can writer's block exist? It can't. Writer's block is the own expectation you put on yourself to sit down every single time and create something wonderful. You just have to have fun. You have to have fun and write silly nonsense and and not take it so seriously and stop putting that pressure on yourself. All right? It does not exist. Sometimes your muse needs a night off. So do something else. But every day write because that's what's going to keep it alive. Okay, so anyway, with that said, we're going to have some fun. And because... We're going to be doing our, our MythBuster writing assignment for this week. It's called Just Write Blank. And the reason the blank is there is in there because each week I'm going to fill it with something totally weird and random and do. It could be a poem form. It could be a whatever. You know, you never know. Um, so just write. And because that's what we need to do. That's all we need to do is just write. As long as we constantly do, we're going to grow and produce we sit and choke ourselves we can do anything like that all right so this week our exercise is called just write similes have so much fun with these so i want you to do this and this is really fun and really simple all right but you can't what i want you to do is i want you to go someplace where you can observe nature or people or traffic or something anything i mean it could be your kitchen i don't care once there and once settled, I want you to open your journal and based on what you notice, um, I want you to start listing similes. I want you to look at objects around the room or a place or wherever you are, the environment, take note of the sounds, the colors, take everything in. And in doing so, think about what you would compare it to or what else, what else does the temperature remind you of? What is the silence like or how or what else can, in comparison, could you use to describe the blinking traffic light? I mean, for example, okay, leaves sound are, uh, what was it I had down? I wrote it down. I should have checked it. So I think I'm going to pull it off the top of my head. Um, sounds of leaves moving overhead like so many whispered conversations. Sounds of leaves moving overhead like so many whispered conversations. He slumps like the very meaning of surrender. Hands moving like white doves cooing for my attention. Okay, so it's the like, like, or as if. Okay, your similes. Comparing one thing to another. They don't have to make sense, and I don't want you to think about what you're going to write later with them, what you're going to add to them. All of that, you get sorted out later. Right now, it's just an observation exercise, an imagination exercise. So just write whatever you think of. If you always have a pen and paper with you, by the way, which is one of our, one of my, my, you know, don't leave home without it things, always have a paper and pen with you no matter what. If you have that, you can do this anytime and anywhere and any place. So you can be rushing through your day and find yourself somewhere and say, oh, great, I can sit and do this poetry exercise real quick. What a great opportunity. Thanks, Nyla. All right. You can sit standing in line at the grocery store. If you're stopped at 
the a railroad crossing because a train's going by, or you have to go in and sit and wait at the DMV. You can pull your paper out and just start going running through this exercise. And not only are you, I mean, not only are you creatively engaging your brain and you're doing the act of writing, you're giving yourself something to go back to and reference when you're thinking of wanting, you know, thinking, what can I write about tonight? You're giving yourself your very own resource of your things that inspirate, inspirate, is that a word, inspirate you, (laughs) that inspire you and are going to, you know, as soon as you go through that list and you read one of them, the imagery and the, the inspiration you felt when you wrote it is going to come flying back at you like a swarm of swirling bees, and you'll be off and writing. Did you find this yeah, like a swarm? Of bees. Yeah. Okay, anyway, then you'll be off and writing. So have fun with these. Let yourself play. Let your brain be creative. Let it loose. Let it run around naked. It doesn't always want to be wearing that girdle we put on them. All right, so once again, I am going to run through this week's poetry prompts. Remember, if you miss any, come back after the show and listen to the podcast. One, head buried in the sand. Two, splintered mist. Three, the hunter of angels. Four, paint by numbers. Five, time of the predator. Six, the crow and the pebble. Seven, the definitive answer. Eight, the Vacant Girl, 9, Judgments Pray, 10, Tremors from the Ancestors, 11, The End of Beginnings, 12, Many Rivers to Cross, 13, Stained Glass Fireflies, 14, Oblivion and your extra replays from last week, 1, Reasoning with Destiny, and 2, Why Poetry is Afraid of the Truth. Similes, you, that you can use similes. That's why poetry would be afraid of the truth, because if something's as truth and it's not like something else, it's, you know, more literal, I think. Does that make sense? Remember, read, read, read. If you're not reading more than you are writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. You are what you eat. That counts for your brain, too. So feed your brains. As our writer's discipline, every day we strive to... Go out and write a haiku poem. When you get up in the morning, walk out that door, start looking for those 17 syllables. American haiku is three lines, five, seven, five, syllable count. So as you're going from point A, rush, 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 pause for a moment and look for those things that reach out to you, inspire you, poke you. Find your 17 syllables. Jot them down. Take two seconds and jot them down so they don't run away. You don't forget them. They're worth it. You're worth it. Your muse is definitely worth it. It's not 17 syllables. You can always go back and fix it later. But, yeah, every single day. Again, writer's block is just an urban legend. It does not exist. I don't care if it's the most crappiest haiku that you've ever written in your entire life. It's the act of writing it. Not every single thing we write has to be thrown up on Facebook for likes. Sometimes we do things because it makes us write better things to throw up on Facebook for your likes. (laughs) All right, so that's it, you guys. That's it for this week's edition of the Inspiration from the Inkwell, our mini workshop. I'm going to play an audio track next, so I start and end every episode with a track from one of you. And this week we have one. We're going to do Sabrina Bannum. We've got one that Jimmy sent in. And I forgot who 
He said he sent it in by, I could pull up my email from him, I'm sure, and grab it from there. Um, Kristen, he has a piece by a and Kristen he's submitting. So I'm excited to be able to upload that. We'll play that next week. Thank you, Jimmy, for sending that in. Thank you, Kristen. We're going to be excited to hear what you've got to share with us. So, yeah, if you're interested in having your piece played on the air, you can send those to me at email is the, T-H-E, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com, the speakeasy cafe at gmail.com, or you can send them to me on, remember, Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, last name, and, or you can send me the link to you like your YouTube because I know how to pirate that shit. Don't tell them, though. I'm glad this is just between you and us and not being broadcasted live all over the world. So the track that I'm going to play, once again, as I said, is going to be by Sabrina Beam, and it is called Glass Girl. Here we go. Somewhere, a girl made of glass just said her goodbyes and turned to leave. She was followed by a boy who keeps a wheelbarrow of boulders in his back pocket. I wish I could tell her, do not let him walk you home. See, it begins with a tap on the shoulder, lighter than a pebble on a windshield splinter. He reminds her it is not safe to walk alone at night. She thinks, oh, what a soothing voice you have. He thinks the better to lure you to bed. Dear girl, do not fall for this hypnosis. As romantic as rocks, Tapping at your window, he smiles, revealing two rows of bricks. She thinks, oh, what nice teeth you have. He thinks the better to eat you. Dear girl with body of glass synagogue, that boy wants to digest you into a junkyard of recycled glass bodies. The thrill of your scratch crusading down his throat wets his wild wolf whistle. That boy will use his boulders as flint. Set up camp in your garden, do not invite him inside. He will only decorate your love's interior, leaving ash and unswept shards of your self-esteem. He will tell you, you don't have enough furniture, not enough places to sit as if a floor was only made for standing. As if an empty room is not enough for a person, do not bless his soul with your blood when you fracture under his feet. Mazeltov. When that boy hands you a drink, a vial of magic potion to polish you translucent so he can see right through you. So he can see himself inside of you, dear glass girl. No amount of Windex will wipe his handprints clean. She thinks, oh, what big hands you have. But he thinks better to hold yours down, no? Becomes a renegotiation of terms. A rocking teeter-totter of resistance, but his boulders weigh more than your glass match. Do not waste time sweeping the mess. Instead, dress your cracks in gold. You are not a honey jar in the hands of a hungry beast. You are not an hourglass wasting time on boys who break things to feel powerful. Dear girl, you are stained glass mosaic. Prism of unapologetic shine, your body is an accidental instrument of light, illuminating backbone, glowing electric. Reinforce your reflectors. You do not need to be the example of how easy it is to break. You are not alone. 
Tonight across this country there is an army of bulletproof glass girls walking home as if walking into war, armored with keys between their fingers and pepper spray in their palms, tucking themselves in safely and considering tonight another battle won. Hi, I'm Sabrina Benane. This piece is called Glass Girl. It speaks to the experience of walking home alone at night as a woman. Love that piece. It is so fun. A lot of like, holy crap, brick between the eye lines in that one. That just, she's an impressive writer. Okay, guys, guess what? Guess what time it is? It is time for you, my darlings. <laughs> Again, the number to call in, 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. If you'd like to call in and read tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in. So if you're on hold, uh, if you're on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in. So if you are on hold, please listen for your telephone area code, and you'll know it's your turn to come on. Make sure that when I bring you on, please introduce yourself. It is important that your name is attached to your work when you read and that people know who's reading so that way, you know, I can pay attention to you and not ask her, ask, answer the hundred million little beep, 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 beeps that pop up on my screen. Who is this? Oh, my gosh, they're awesome. Oh, they're amazing. I wish I knew who they were. So, yeah, please, just please, just good manners. Introduce yourself when I bring you on the air. You can read two poems right now. Let me take a look at the board. You can read two regular, shorty regular, you know, regular poems or one long epic poem. I'll leave that up to you. If the lines get too busy tonight and I need to cut that back to just one poem, I will let you know if it happens on your turn. I am so sorry. To make sure that we get through everybody because I get so long-winded sometimes, um, I'm going to try to keep my comments tonight to the minimum that, and I'm not feeling really well. So um, we'll get through this together. But I'm going to try not to go off in too many tangents so that everybody doesn't have to wait absolutely forever and you get on and you can read and all that good stuff. Remember when you are done reading to give out your URL. It's real important that people know how to come find you, get to know you and your work better. And then remember that we have a mature rating. That means that you're bound to hear just about anything here, and you probably will. But what you will not hear, porn poems, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Leave some to the ethereal and we'll be good to go. You guys know where that line is. And I know you're not across it, and I appreciate that because of our mature rating, not an adult rating. I'm going to go ahead and give you our first three callers so you kind of know where you are in the lineup. We have 567 followed by 702 and 731. Let me check our – we have 903 – that um, is not in the lineup, so 903. Is that Mr. Eric? All right, Eric. I got you, hon. You're good. Check where I am. Boy, okay. All right, we need to get started. So let's go ahead and bring on area code 567. Mr. Pineapple, Hello. you're on the air. 
Yes, this is Pineapple 16. And uh, it sucks that you said your office is cold because uh, I'm in the part of the country that has been enjoying a much warmer winter than usual. And today, my ice cream truck season was busy. I am sitting in an ice cream truck right now. And <laughs> that is I'm, so awesome. I want to hear the music. Turn the music on. Oh, okay. Hold on. Let me let me roll down my window. This is going to freak okay. everybody out because we're sitting in a parking lot, but they'll, they'll handle it. Oh, my God. I love it so much. <laughs> okay, I don't want people running over here trying to buy ice cream. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. All right, all right, all right, Mr. Pineapple 16, what'd you bring us tonight? Okay, well, this is what I've done a lot today because uh, today I was focusing on uh, campus, two different campus areas because of the unusually warm February day. It was 75 degrees today where I was. And um, so the college kids were out running around in shorts and some of them were out getting a suntan and everything. And they all got their cameras and everything, taking pictures, and sometimes they're doing video. And then when they do video, then I do part of what I am about to do now. This is called Got Scream Ice Cream. I got the ice. I got the cream, which is truck. We are the team. I'm the man that makes you scream. I got sugary treats. I got the beets. I got frozen milk from bovine teats. I got the ice, I got the cream with this truck, we are the team. I'm the man that makes you scream. You're not too old, it's never too cold. You want ice cream, I say sold. I show up, that moment is gold. Because you're all excited when I show up. Get a bomb pop and then blow up. I drive the truck, makes you not grow up. Everybody scream. Driving down the road or boulevard. Bringing those treats, they're frozen hard. You could pay with cash or credit card. I got the ice, I got the cream with this truck. We are the team. I'm the man that makes you scream. I got the classics and stuff that's new. Strawberry, chocolate, vanilla, too. Two ball, screwball, pink and blue. Face popsicles galore. It's like a zoo. I got water and cola and Mountain Dew. You know my name, Pineapple 16. You all know I'm the ice cream dean. I got the ice. I got the cream. You all want it. Let's hear you scream. And that's the <laughs> end of that one. I love it. You know, when I was little, our ice cream man had a little way, uh, like, a, a tr- like a leaf trailer, you know, a little lawn grass trailer you pull behind your. He had a trailer stuck to the back of his ice cream truck, and he took pop bottles. Wow which is the most genius thing I've ever heard of in my life because kids may not always get, Mommy, Mommy, can I have a quarter? No, leave me alone. I'm doing dishes, blah, blah, whatever. They can always run out and find the pop bottles off the porch and sneak out and get their ice cream. So he was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. The coolest, that, I mean, you think about marketing and, and, you know, all those extra ice creams he sold because kids knew where the pop bottles were hidden. Cool, yeah. Anyway, that's, my, that's my ice cream story. I loved your poem. What are you going to read for us next, Sunny? Well, that, that's that's the only one I'm going to do tonight because I'm just taking this little break, and I got to get I you know even though it's dark now, the college kids they party all night long, so I thought it was appropriate to do my got scream ice cream today, 
And so I'll just tell everybody uh, that's available. You can hear it on Spotify. It's got music added and everything. And there's a video on YouTube of it. And um, it's on the iTunes Music Store along with a couple of my poetry albums. And so that's Pineapple XVI, Pineapple 16. Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. You did great tonight. Thanks. Uh, talk to you next week. All righty. See you then, sweetie. Bye. See you. Okay. Our next caller comes from area code 702. The man. You got to bump me now, though. Why? You're going to have to bump me back. I didn't hit one fast enough. Yeah, I'm going to get Connor. He just got out. So. Oh, okay. All right. En- enjoy and bring me back. I'll, I'll pop back. All right. I'll, I'll hit one when I'm ready. Okay. All righty. So let's go ahead then, and we'll grab Jessica at 731. You're on the air. That's not Jessica. That's Michael. Where's Jessica Oh, that's at? Mike. I, Jessica's after Where's, you. Let Jessica go on now. What are y'all doing to now, me? Really honest, don't. <laughs> Come on. All right, then you're, you're going to sit here and wait with us then. You're going to stay live while you're, she's on then, okay? Okay, that's fine. All right. Jessica, <laughs> would you like to join... Would you like to join Michael and I? Y'all, I told you I was sick. You have to bear I'm, with me tonight. I'm Hi, Jessica. Sorry, sorry. Okay, I wasn't prepared, but yeah, I uh, I prepare my poems though. Hey, Michael, what's up? Hi, how you doing? Good. I'm glad you're next, so I can listen before I take my dog out in a little bit. But actually, got to wait a while because. I uh, have a, I I recruited a friend to um to read because I started a poetry group like a okay. writing group in town so uh, and she's in it and I asked her I told her she should call in so I've got a I'm gonna be sitting there listening to everybody which I should do anyway. Fantastic. Yeah, that's just an aside. Okay, now Jessica Brooke is my pen name by the way. And I'm going to read one I just wrote while, um, just wrote right before this from a prompt from, I think, a couple weeks ago. So, again, I did my homework, Isla. Okay. Good girl. It's, uh, yeah. Um, I actually did the pick apart a prompt, too, and wrote down the six things and then went back, like, earlier today and, um, Picked one of the the ideas and then I wrote something. Okay. I don't have a title yet, but. He is home late again, pulling into the driveway, thinking to himself, damn, the reckoning hour is here. Conjuring up another lie to tell the woman he loved, yet now sparks are gone. No excuse can change the facts, for he, he is unfaithful. She sees deceit in his eyes that he is. Not He is not unaware she, too, tells lies. She is a lover of her own inside. Hearing the car, her lover quickly slips out of the back door. Being at the back door, staying together for the kids does not justify being untrue and unloving. Of course, he, the kids can see Mommy and Daddy are not happy. What is best for both is honesty. Divorce is a hassle, a battle, a headache. Yet their kids deserve a choice. 
No, sorry. Yet the kids deserve a chance to model real romance and poems. Wow. Would you like to comment, Michael? Sorry, that was really bad well, reading. I couldn't read from my could read my reading. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know the part where he pulled in the driveway. I could see it. See, I ought to just keep on going because this ain't going to work out very well for anybody. But had he kept on going, he might have seen the other guy coming out the window. It would have, it would have been like a Ricky Ricardo moment. Somebody got some explaining to do. Lossy, lossy, lossy. Yeah, I don't know where I came up with this out of, like, the reckoning hour, but I was thinking, like, I thought of obvious things, like, oh, you know, hell, or, like, things like that. Then I'm like, well, what about, you know, cheating? He's got to explain to his wife that he cheated, that he's, like, explain another, get another lie to his wife. But then, so that's where that came from. I don't know. Awesome. Uh, What's I your next one? Yeah, my next one is... Um, I had to change the beginning of this one because I realized that everything else rhymed except the first two lines, so changed it. Okay, um, it's called, I don't remember what I said, oh, whatever. Okay, awakened by sleepless screams, insidious demon depriving dreams, lost in limbo of anesthetic failure on my mind, now producing fear. I wished fairies would light my way until night becomes day. Well rested, recharged, and refreshed, my mind could use some rest. And poem. I love that. Being so I had a hard time um, sleeping for three days in a row. I got no more than like three, four hours of sleep each night. <laughs> so it was like That's two hours, fun, hours and four. It was horrible. I was, I was a mess, yeah. So. And the part where I put in aesthetic failure was just that, like, sometimes when I sleep, I think about how when I got the ECT, the anesthesia, what it weren't. So that's the whole, where mm-hmm. that came from. Enough. The story of my poem. I'll let, every, I'll let Michael read and everybody else. You can find me on YouTube, Jessica Brooke apostrophe, Jessica Brooke, B-R-O-K-E apostrophe S. Poetry, Facebook, author page, Jessica Brooke Poetry. Good night. Michael, I look forward to hearing yours, and, of course, everybody else's, and I hope Carla calls. Her name is Carla. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Good night, honey. Good night. I swear to God that Jessica is absolutely, by far, our best trained caller. I don't have to do anything. I just have to shut up and let her do her thing. You know, she'll just say it all and do it all. All right, so I'm going to go ahead. I accidentally muted. Michael. Make up your mind. Are you with me? I know, right? I am. <laughs> I was teasing you. I was seeing if you were on your toes. Paying attention. So uh, after listening to the lovely and talented Jessica, she she was dealing with anesthetically. And I'm dealing with aesthetically here. My first poem is only 24 words. I may have to read it twice. It's a picture poem, okay? I've never did picture poems, but picture's mine. So that I kind of knew what I was doing all along. It's on Facebook. It's just a little status thing, okay? It's called Portrait. Creating a nearly perfect illusion does not always entail confusion. With simple sleight of hand, everything goes as planned, leaving only a foregone conclusion. Now, if you look at the first picture, you see 
what looks like a rose uh, on a canvas, okay? But if you look at the next mm-hmm. two pictures behind it, you'll see that uh, somebody's holding the canvas behind the rose that's on the bush, and you can see the spindles on the porch that really need painting and rocks under it and dead leaves, and there's a kid's whipple ball that now we know where it is. And uh, it's just for an instant, it was it was a portrait on the uh, canvas, but it really wasn't. It was an illusion. Light of hand. There. I'd love to see that picture. Can you uh, link me to it's it? It's on a Facebook page. I'll go over and look then. Will you just do that? I will. I will. Hey, did you like the song I sent you? Oh, God, that was so... That was some really cool 98% dub stuff right there. I really enjoyed that. I turned it up really loud. I thought loud it was incredible. I, just, I heard that, and it was like, oh, no, I have to give that to Michael. I don't even know whose turn it was. I don't even think we care anymore. Uh-huh. We just send stuff. Well, I knew song. you had to hear that. Definitely. You were actually too behind. But, uh, uh-huh. yeah, I, I had it cranked up and was really enjoyed it and everything. I looked across the room and realized other people had a had a red box movie and they were watching it and I was interrupting the movie. I don't think they appreciate it. I don't give a rat ass. It was it was <laughs> our moment. It was our moment. I love that we have moments. We deserve them. Moments are important. They are. are important. They really are. I'm, I'm going through uh going through my stuff here, making copies and all and I've got moments to deal with here. Can we do something long? Where's Jimmy Rice? He is he ready to come back when I'm done? He's he's not back yet. He's not. I'm watching okay. chat. He'll let me know when he's back. Yeah. He will. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'll do something that's a little longer than the one I just did. Uh, this well, 24 is lines. Victoria. I hope so. All right. This is called Victoria Day, 1938. And uh, I wrote this 10 years ago, okay? So so the, the date's in 15 years ago. Make sense? Mm-hmm. It would really help you understand this if you were a Canadian. But uh, I used to have a friend that lived in Canada, and I would write a lot of stuff for her, and I was always trying to show out. And I kind of think this is probably the closest I came to getting it right. Anyway. Victoria Day, 1938. Empire Day, by any other name, is a celebration day. Three cheers for the queen gather to bestow a bouquet. Families gather along with friends. In Victoria, B.C., everyone attends. Regard for royalty regimented is the order of the day. Brian was carefree as he wandered along and went astray. All streets were his home in British Columbia this day. He came upon a group dressed for parade. What caught his fancy? A fair young maid. She covered in costume from a land and time far away. Their paths crossed at a modern-day gazebo. Eyes met, leaving Brian with a feeling he would not soon forget. He went to speak but came on as a mime. Took a deep breath just to try one more time. If patience is fortitude, she has not been vested yet. Finally, silence was broken by this young brunette. The rest of her party abandoned her on this set. 
He bowed in her presence, caused her to smile. She allowed he had character all the while. Said because of her heritage, she posed him no threat. For this day, she explained, she crossed over the phone to represent the line for Victoria that she left home. His eyes opened wide as to his surprise. She was of royal blood he could only surmise. His heart sank and rose. They stood under the dog. Brian was left in the lurch. She had title and he was no tone. He had only in his time known the run of this land, his loan. The ice having been broken, they talked. Departing the gazebo, slowly they walked. With her party calling out, she departed in a way they'd be wrong. Left to ponder, Brian wondered what had transpired here. Who was this girl he met? Why care? She was not a peer. For a boy of 16, such a burden. His thoughts not of if, but when. She might again, should the fates allow, once more appear. A moment in time in 1938, in his mind clear, he kept that in focus both day and night, ever austere. Knowing in his heart as well as his head, should he see her again, this way be led, would be on the backside of May come the following year. Infatuation can weigh heavy on a lad and lend a false hope. Brian never lost sight of the girl, often led him to mope. Victoria Day of 39 at hand, would she find her way back to this land? He was camped out inside of that gazebo on a nearby slope. Later the day, no sign. Brian was at the end of his rope, tried to lay perspective to no avail. He couldn't cope. With enduring this play another year, as he resigned, this was his greatest fear, would that he had some control over his current scope. Not much of a celebration for Brian. His guests did not attend. Should he throw in the towel over the deadline yet extend? Lightning does strike twice, you know, as he reconciled himself, set to go, feeling in his heart he'd surely lost his best friend. One last glance toward the gazebo, all he could manage to expend. Could this be the girl? Not sure. This was no time to pretend. While he could not be sure, he made his way to that structure. Apprehension abated, she smiled at the sight of her lost friend. So much to say, seems she had a great deal of explaining to do. Her life had changed in many ways since the time she did it. In fairness to her, blaming on youth, was caught up in a game, leading truth. She was well-versed in her explanations since the day of her debut. Seems no royal blood coursed her veins as she did construe. She was caught up in the moment and what she said was untrue. She, dressed only for the parade, thought it smart to enact the charade. He listened to this explanation, though it was long overdue. Her featured role with the university troupe had gone to her head. Now, a year later, she was coming to him a mere peasant instead. She'd left with him no sense of danger. Surely that was no way to treat a stranger. She reasoned she in no way could blame him should he see red. Another year passed. Their time spent together planning ahead to Victoria Day in 1940 as friends and families gathered in their stead. More than one cause to celebrate is on this particular May date. She and Brian stood for pictures under the gazebo 
having just been wed. A word about traditions and what it means to folks like you and me. Some are in passing, others taken to the grave, learned on a parent's knee. While schedules often rearrange, concepts and dates never change. These are the constants in our lives. Importance varies by degrees. Some frivolously pass while others hold true to tradition's decree. Others are grafted in along the way, well made, well it's guaranteed. Once someone is made aware, opportunity's always there, as in this case, two people embrace at an old gazebo, marrying their marquee. There are hugs, and there are hugs. What purpose is to relate? They surmise they should have done this sooner. In the future, keep it straight. The reason's altogether clear. The roads that brought them here are the same roads that over time have destined them to this very fate. Jason and Elise, great-grandkids of Ryan and his queen, now dictate the plans and details for each respective family branch to congregate. This family reunion, long-withstanding, a privilege now was once demanding. Welcome to British Columbia on Victoria Day. 2008. Wow, what a journey. That was, that should be a movie. Start writing it. Just did. Don't write it any longer. I'll forget where I started. Be really cool if you could, uh, pair up with someone who did video and put that to video and show them aging and stuff like that. That would be incredible. That was that was phenomenal to listen to, Michael. Thanks. You're very welcome, sir. So you're going to do something with the stained glass firefly prompt, maybe? Doing that's, that's, doing. Five, that's five syllables. It could be a haiku. Think about it. Let it simmer in there for a bit, planting that seed. Dude, I told you, I told you the other day I was getting together all my old haikus, and I was going to put them mm-hmm. all together and post them. And I looked at it, and it was like two dozen of them, and one's missing. There's one of them not there, but I can't remember which one it is. It's driving me nuts. One of them's missing, and I've got to go relive 20 years basically to figure out where that which one it is and how to find it. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, let me know. Let me know if you need Kempe. I'll go with you. Okay. All right. Okay. Time for me to step aside and make room for the real folks. Somebody wants to come see me, you come see me on my blogspot, Mike Todd, M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D, MikeTodd.blogspot.com. And I actually had my first comment on my blog page in 10 months. This Jimmy Ray came to see me the other day. I almost, that was really kind of him. I appreciated that. Jimmy Ray Davis, yes, he did. Yes, he did. First comment, 10 Jimmy, minutes. Jimmy, it's incredible. I know it. I know it. All right, seriously, time to go. Bye. Thank you, Michael. Love you, sweetheart. Great job tonight, honey. All right. So, Jimmy Ray, are you back? Is it time to unmute you? I don't think. Let's go ahead and bring on our next caller. I don't know if Jimmy's back yet. So we're going to bring on um, 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 area code 
Where's where is uh where is she? So six one nine. You were in the lineup and now you are not in the lineup, so I don't know if you press one. If you still want to read six one nine, press one. It's your turn to come on. If you are taking a break and you want to press one later and come back on at some point or if you're just hanging out listening now, um there we go. Okay. That's why I write things down on paper, folks, so when things like this happen, you don't lose your place in line. 619, you are our next caller. Is it uh, Cielo? Did I say it right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Hello, sweetheart. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for writing it down. I was worried that um, it would have just erased or something. From the no, lineup. the board always says crazy things, so I will... I will. Uh, I write them down on paper so that I don't lose my place, and you guys don't lose your place either if you get kicked off. Or so. Thank well, I'm you. glad and you're here. Lady, nice I, to have you back. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I've tried uh, for the last couple of weeks, but I've recently been staying in in Mexico, and the line, my my landline, my cell phone line isn't that great here, so it gets cut off, and I just gave up last week. So. <laughs> so yeah. what are you doing in Mexico? I actually live uh, both places. I live both in San Diego and, and Tijuana, so uh, I go back and forth between the two. Oh, I'm jealous. I think <laughs> I may have to hand deliver a journal to you or something at some point down there. We'll go out and get street tacos together. Oh, of course. So, I'll, I'll give you a choice. All right. <laughs> With shrimp, shrimp ones. Okay, cool. So what are you going to read for us tonight, hon? Uh, today I will read... It's a poem that I actually um, would ask if uh, you could close your eyes while I read it. It's more peaceful than the ones that I've previously um, recited. So You heard her, everybody. Close your eyes. Sit back and get comfortable. Close your eyes. Okay, ready. Okay, this poem is called The Suffering You Have Today. Close your eyes for just a moment. Inhale and let out thrice until your restless body settles just a moment in the world's ever-so-turning dice. What is the suffering you have today? This that slits your trembling hands, pitiless pyres pull in seemingly interminable days, and agony blinding everything on its way. You implore to every passing shooting star, as tears shimmer to their fainting light, every teary wish fell into an empty jar, until your legs gave in to a losing fight. But turn your eyes inside for just a moment. Exhale and let in thrice, until your dormant heart accelerates just a moment, and the sky's ever so lifting plight. What is all the splendor that you see inside? This grand crystal castle in the center, where you detect a familiar presence burst in light, a gentle burning fire calling you to enter. What light have distant stars when the sun is out? When your tears cleared your eyes to see the glass? For you to walk into your soul without further doubt, a purpose, every suffering at last. Open your eyes this very moment. You searched outside for what was within. His love awaited you in every moment. You just needed to go in. And a poem. That was beautiful. I do think it was. I do. I don't. I. I think. Spit it out. See, now I'm just so relaxed. My tongue doesn't want to work and form words. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And then when you said you were wedding, uh, wearing mittens and everything, I was like, yeah, this is a poem for her today. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's funny because being sick, I can't get warm anyway. So that on top of the, the being it cold in here, I literally am seriously sitting here with gloves on. My hands, it's so cold. And it's probably not that cold. It's probably just because I'm sick, but still. Are you going to read a second one, sweetheart? Uh, yes, it's a very short one. And it's, I, I think, the first romantic poem that I will read uh, here. It's called Claude in Clouds. Fishing in the ponds of your innocence, graced by the ripple of your hand, Monet painted pastel genesis of the lily you placed on my hair. Cloud and clouds probed the water. Watercolors tint the dazzling air. Airy greenwoods laughed and utter of timid lovers holding glares. Will flowing willows canopies that you seen? For all to ponder on the pond that drips, thirsty waters tiptoeing to see if innocence may dare to brush my lips. End of poem. Ashley. Beautiful word usage in that piece. That was incredible. Thank you so much. You are very, very welcome. Do me a favor, sweetheart. Let everyone know how they can find you, how they can come and read more of your work. And I'm just glad you called back in. I'm, this, this is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, you can find me on Instagram as Poetry by Cielo, and you, you spell Cielo, C-I-E-L-O. And thank you so much for, for having me again. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Our pleasure. You're part of the family now, so, you know, you just got to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Hen. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Let's go ahead and grab Mr. Jimmy up here. Dun, dun, dun. 702, you're on the air. Hi, Jimmy. Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist in the house. I'm so happy to be here, Nyla. You know, you were just doing such an awesome job. Under the weather, cold, freezing, shivering, doesn't matter, rain or shine. You're here. The speakeasy's here. I think we're all happy about that. I am How's happy that about for an that. Intro? <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, it's absolutely wonderful. We're definitely going to keep it rolling, and uh, I do want to do a super quick shout-out. Pineapple 16, awesome job as always. Check his video out, guys, on YouTube for the ice cream poem. It is funny stuff, really good. Michael Todd, always a pleasure. Michael, listen, I will get more comments to you on Blogspot once I can figure it out. Me and Blogspot do not get along. That thing is just wonky as hell, and and I'm working on it. Jessica, always a pleasure. And the lovely Cielo, just... You know, here, a regular now, and she's doing wonderful work over on Instagram. I highly suggest you guys check it out. Um, So, Nyla, I brought two pieces uh, tonight that you will be happy to note that for the second week in a row tie into the Abitual lore. And uh, one quick mention, you know, there's a lot of – I talk with a lot of people, and I see a lot of – of what's going on with the spoken word, and, and it's, it's wonderful. And what I always try to say is that every poem has a voice. Before you ever speak it out loud, it has a voice. The poem speaks from the page, from the screen, wherever it's at. So when you're reading it, it's important to find the voice of that poem and enunciate it that way so that you literally capture everything that you initially did in the, uh, when you wrote it. So uh, the two pieces tonight are, 
and I've been trying to find them. Um, so the two pieces tonight tie into the Lord, but they are both speak in very different voices. So I will be reading them in different, well, not different, like I'm not going to paint them on and do some crazy voices, but uh, they do speak in different voices. The first poem does, um, this is one that was written a couple years ago, and this is, has to do with Lenore. This is called Falling into the Dream. Turn my fan down here. She spends her days at the coffee shop that no one frequents, on a forgotten street in a small town that no one can pronounce. She dreams of old windmills and dirty skies, and the look in her eyes says she's a survivor. The old homeless man outside looks at her with grave familiarity. She's 32 and just released her second novel, a romance tale born of desperation, bringing the reader to tears before they laugh and revel in a love tale. For smiles are easy when you hide your heart behind blood-stained steel walls. Falling into the dream, hearing her own screams as ancient eyes idle, watching. The old transient approaches, his eyes flicker purity and evil pulling a locket from his dirty jacket, laying it on the table. She gasps, knowing it is here. As he whispers, I'm so sorry. The town falls away. The coffee shop dissipates like sugar in a hot brew. She is once again in the abattoir. She is once again 12 years old, pulled to the basement amid ugly voices as the sad old man looks away and boom. Damn. Holy well, moly. It, that was a way for me at, at the time, that was a way for me to, uh, I guess in a way, kind of bring Lenore back. It's a way to bring her back. And I'm not going to do that. You know, we as poets and writers, we kind of can play God a little bit, but I'm not going to bring a character back from the dead. Um, so it was kind of a dream, kind of a fantasy reality thing, but we did touch upon both Lenore and Old Bill in that poem without ever naming either of them. So that was kind of cool. That was kind of fun. You know, you did some, some pretty dark and spooky things and pushed the envelope. There's no reason throughout the book and the part that you're doing with this whole series that she can't narrate it from the dead or go back and, you know, find a poem in her journal. Maybe there's a, a her journals laying around. And so every once in a while, your poem can be an excerpt from her journal. So you can still keep her alive. And I'm so glad that you did. I was so tickled as soon as I saw the, heard, you know, the, the locket from his dirty jacket. And yeah, yeah. that was incredible. Well, you, you do remember. You do. That's interesting that you say what you just said because last week I actually did read on the show a poem from Lenora's journal where she had mm-hmm. her encounter with uh, Sideshow Sheila. So yeah, so there will be some exploration that way, and then of course the introduction of her sister Lorelai, um, who is not her, but it, it brings another wrinkle to the tale. So next piece is um, this will give a little insight to. Uh, old Bill as a boy as uh, throughout his formative years and beyond. And I purposely wrote this one uh, with a lot of archaic language and it, is met, and it speaks in a very different voice than the 
previous poem that I just read. This is called Poor William. <clears throat> you know it's something I got to clear my throat. <laughs> ah, poor William, a breaker boy, a broken boy. He never did no harm, no good either. His chance would come. By thine troubled eye and cubit span of sense, eft soons thy palace of brick, for to house a slaughter of grievous proportion, as young William creepeth in shadow light of wood fire. Wherefore, dumbstruck in unknowing thine fate, one day to rest in this grisly knacker's yard. Befoul thy rancid stench, intermingled with raw brimstone, whence accompanied by voices ragged betwixt cruelty and pleasure, a curdled cacophony by candle flame. Madmen and fathers conspire under veil of moonless evil, thence pretend to be immune, and coyly coveted, justified by thy holy tome. Hence the wee lad suffered miserably neath gnarled hands of thy drunkard name of father. Da, at best. For in hollow recesses of thy temple, outsiders never linger foremost, went staggering in happenstance. Not one groove of earth, nor dirt track leadeth to this unholy burrow. Forgotten before an inkling of being entertained as a memory. Yea, in decades to follow without love, yon wretched whelp took to Tom-like peeping through formative and elder years, prowling country and cabin, no window space untended, seeking eyes harmless, albeit watching, as time spilled under blood moon and seething sun alike in the hollow. A midnight jaunt, a baby's cry. He wouldest thou witness her birth, she, to inexorably strangle his fate. He, a village son, never to hearken impulse of defiling a celestial daughter, not rend asunder thy stead of morals, buried under his father's fists. Hark, to his heart's core bound, yet he would fail making no attempt to intervene in the brutality whence would befall the fair one. Perchance if time reversed, alas, not. Twelve short years later, her life to end at crossroads of his beginning. For in the hollow, no one besieges eye contact. No one talks, and no one ever ever goes to the abattoir. And Paul. Okay, that was really, I mean, I almost feel sorry for him, but it's really creepy and just, that was the first time I'm ever going to say this on my show. Jimmy, that was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's just a lot you know the poems, of, there's a but lot I'm of just cases. saying it because it he's a bad guy, right? Oh, you I, know that, right? I, okay. Well, I, I, I'm hopefully over the over the pieces that I've been releasing. I do have upcoming ones. You'll, you know, you're gonna you're gonna get many pictures painted. Uh, there's a lot yet to be revealed about old Bill, and I won't give anything away. But I will say that some of it will be a little bit surprising. 
Uh, Laura Lee's still out to get him, so there's that big showdown coming up as well. Uh, and on that note, Nyla, thank you so much for having me on, as always. Jimmy Ray Davis, Word Machinist. You can find me at uh, Instagram and TikTok under the name Word Machinist. Very simple. Key it in. There I am. There's no one else under that name. Cross that. Uh, had to fight that battle yet. And on Facebook, Jimmy Ray Davis Poetry. Uh, the poetry page there is just it's just kicking off. It's and doing a lot of promoting for other poets there, like I used to do on MySpace, and it's and it's really this uh, circular thing where you know people are sharing, and then they're bringing their stuff in, and they're bringing friends, and then they're crossing over to you know to my stuff, and everybody's crossing over. It's working really well over there. Suggestive, uh, and Jessica's doing really well over there as well. So definitely check it out. I want you to have a great show. I'm going to listen in and. Uh, listen for my buddy Eric Shellman and I think we have a new caller uh, Jessica said her friend was calling in so we'll try to hear that as well awesome all right sweetheart great job thank you so much for sharing this with us you're amazing absolutely Nyla (laughs) thank you you have a good night love you Nyla love you too hon bye bye all right let's go ahead oh we have Mr. Rebel Jones just grab Mr. Rebel Jones Uh 419 are you with me what? Hello. hello. Hi. Hello. Can you hear me? I can hear you. How are you, Mr. Jones? Okay. Hey, this is my favorite Thursday night um, love affair. <laughs> you sounded like yourself again, Miss Nyla. Am I? You know, I'm feeling better, yeah. but there's just a lot of weird stuff going on. Do you know that I can't smell Vicks? I went to put <laughs> Vicks on. You know how you put it on your chest so you breathe better? Yeah. I freaked out because I thought I grabbed Vaseline instead, but it wasn't. It was the Vicks. I could not. I can't smell it. It smells. It's nothing. How weird is that? Wow. I mean, what is this? You know what? what um, after I got over COVID, I couldn't smell or taste anything for a couple of months. But um, <sighs> grad, well, I couldn't smell anything to begin with. Um, I, that's another story. But um, yeah, I couldn't taste anything for a long time. But I finally got my taste back. It's just Baby weird. Steps. It's weird. I'll be glad when I can walk across the house without having to take a nap. That will be a good day. <laughs> so what do you have for us tonight, honey? Um, I'm going to start off with black. Okay. Because the mind, when I hear the word black, most would assume skin color and race are first thoughts. Well, wrong are the ones to assume that I think of myself any different than you. Just from a skin pigmentation or a history that our ancestors lived, but neither of us went through. Black to me is a canvas of creation, the backdrop for the stars, moons, and the planets. The place where heavens exist and encompasses everything that is light. Black is a place where the shadows hide from light. Black is the first given sight before the first time you open your eyes. Black is the darkness of night, and that darkness is where I feel most safe. For when I am surrounded by blackness, there is no evil in sight. That's that piece. Is that one read for Black Poetry Month or Black History Month? Yeah, but from a different um, perspective and not so racial, not so aggressive, you know what I mean? But there's Kinda no theme. outside the box. Thinking black more beautiful than it's given credit for. Well, that gets you in the February drawing, so 
<laughs> yes was the best answer. <laughs> All right, cool. I got one more for you, and it's a little strange, so so just keep an open I mind about it. That's strange. Okay. It's All called right, the I sweet taste of you. The sweet taste of you. I will demolish you slowly. As I watch you fade away from this existence, I will smell you as you disappear from reality. Your creation was your fatality. The taste of you was my fantasy. Curse your creator. The sweetness of your life leaving you to exist upon my lips. I taste the last morsels of you, and I savor that very essence, that warm, sweet flavor moments to taste your texture upon my tongue. Bless your creator. Oh, the peach cobbler, let's make your silky French yellow as a personal favor. Peace. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. that sounds so good. <laughs> I knew my you had wife, to be talking um, about food. My wife said it sounded very um, cannibalistic at, at first, um, like like I was <laughs> centralizing cannibalism. <laughs> Well, you know, it depends so that, on if it that, was literal or a metaphor. That's, that's a weird thing to think. Yeah, well, you better watch your P's and Q's around her then, if that's where she I went. Know, she yeah. went dark fast. I'm right. <laughs> that was, yeah, right? scary. Like, woman, I sleep <laughs> next to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. Just don't wear a bib to bed, and I think you'll be okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, Nyla, I wanted to ask you something also. I've been working on a writing project for a really long time, and I think I need a little outside input of of what to do with it. So when you talk about people working on projects this year, it's a, it's a, it's a um, book I've been writing for many years. And the thing is, I wrote the beginning and the end and some of the middle in that order. And um, it's it's hard to fill in the rest in the style that I wrote the book. So I would look for any um, ideas or input from yourself if you would ever allow me to share it with you. Okay. I would be more than happy to help you with that. I appreciate that. You can find me here at Nihilus at the Speakeasy Cafe Thursday nights. I am Rebel Jones. You can find a lot of my material, most of my material on YouTube at Poetry by Rebel P. Jones, Madman Productions. Please show up. I'd love to see you there. Awesome. All right, Rebel. Thank you so much. Great job on those tonight. Thank you, Nyla. Love really you, happy girl. You're see you make next it Thursday. On. I will be here with bells on. All right. That sounds sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just. Don't bring a knife, fork, and we'll be good. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, hon. All right. Our next caller, I am very excited to see. We have not talked to him in a while. My dear, sweet, darling Bob and his beautiful wife, Joy. Bob, are you with me? I think so. I'm never sure. How are you? Not too bad. I'm sorry to hear you're not feeling too well yet. 
Uh, that's life, unfortunately. I'll Mm -hmm. be 89 next month, and I know what life is like. Uh, Let me just see. I'm going to bring up something here for you. I did do, unfortunately, I've locked, I've lost, locked. I've lost a couple I did for you for black, for the black uh, things, black my lives matter and things like that. But I've got a couple for you that you might like. And one's called an unlocked door. By the way, my name is Bob Tob. You'll find me on Facebook as Bob Tob, and I'm in a lot of places and and Windsor writers uh, as well. This is where I'm from, so just look me up through there sometime. Anyway, uh, this is called an unlocked door. Did I read that to you before? I don't think Do so. Remember? I don't recognize I the name. No, I didn't think you did. What's happening in the world today? I, for one, am unable to say. But I know there's more crazies than ever before. It looks like someone forgot to lock the door. And for that, there is no excuse. So now you're even in for more running loose. Killing and raping women and kids. Boy, is this the world on the skids. Why, again, are we going through this stuff? Wasn't two world wars enough? And now it looks like we're heading for number three. Can anyone tell us how this could be? Hasn't anyone learned anything from history? Did we learn nothing then? Or did we learn that lesson again? Let's get the crazies locked in as before. But this is my last little bit. But this reminder not to unlock the door, written in 2015. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. That was fun. Are you going to read two for us tonight, Bob? Sorry? Are you going to read another one for us? If you like one, I got one called A Beautiful World, A Spirit Visit, Be Honest, or Doing Right. Doing right. Take your choice. Mm, you pick. I want to know which one you like. Okay, I like A Beautiful World myself. Okay, okay here we go. It's a short one as well, so I don't have to worry too much. Uh, the world is filled with things of beauty. If you take the time to look around, which the bird, watch the birds flying high, or watch the birds, these squirrels. Boy, my bird's voice is gone tonight. I'll start again. The world is filled with things of beauty. If you take the time to look around, watch the birds flying high, or watch the squirrels scurrying by. Stop and smell the flowers so rich in color. There are but some of the things that nature offers. Try sitting on the riverbank and watch the ducks as they go slowly paddling by. Or wait until the night upon us falls. Look up and see all the twinkling stars and the moon that our lovers do shine. Oh, and there are... All these and more are for you are there to see. 
in the poem. And that was beautiful. We did like that one. I did. Can like I do one more or not? Can I do one uh, more or not? Do, I, we can only do two because if I let you do three, okay. then everyone's going to yell at me and want to do three. So oh, as no, much as I, I would love to hear, I, but see, I can get you to come back next week that way. Well, I'll I'll be back next week. I, what I do is I pre-dial and then when I'm ready, I just push the ready to push button and push the button. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry you're feeling, as I said, still feeling bad, but you're still in my prayers. So feel well, oh. and I'll, I'll get at you, and I'll try and find those uh, uh, Black Month ones. Thank you so much, sweetheart, and thank you for being here. Tell Joy that we send our love. I will do indeed. Thank you so much for that, and we send you our love, too. Bye-bye, dear. You're very welcome. Good night, honey. All right. right. Let's go ahead and grab 8-1. I'm going to go ahead and give the line up. We have uh, 815-346 and 850 are our next three callers. So 815, you are on the air. 815, can you hear me? I'm here, Nyla. It's Gina Storm. I was trying to give instructions to Nyla. You know she's my boss, so <laughs> I wanted her to be quiet. Oh, give her a little scritch on the head for me when you're done. OMG, she is so extra. It's like I didn't know I was a diva until I realized that my cat was. Oh, I was like, is that my fault? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, that's cute. And look, am I a diva mommy, and that's the reason why my cat is a diva? Because I'm a diva? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, apples don't far forever. No, you're not a diva. I wouldn't consider you a diva. Oh, not um, in the hey. not in the negative. Not in the negative. You know, you're, no, no, no. if you're a diva, then you're I like a know. fairy diva. I'm not out here thinking that I'm trash. I'm out here thinking that I need to get my life right because... <laughs> If I'm a diva and my cat's a diva, it's because I am. And I can't be mad at her, but she's following my needs. And apparently, I'm extra. So, you know what? We're extra. Let's go. (laughs) I love it. I can't apologize for being who I am. (laughs) Nor would we ask you to. So, what do you have for us tonight, my darling? Okay, so I have this piece that I promised just Jay, um, Jerry King, that I would do for my video on YouTube. And when I wrote the piece, I wrote it like immediately before the show that I spit it on. And um, the Small House of Poetry was featured on Clubhouse on Sunday with Scott Harrell. And it was Poets in the Garden. And I was like, OMG, I don't have a piece. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? Like, would, would this be okay? So this is not only my tribute to black music, but it's also my tribute to Black History Month. So I decided to bring it to my sister's show at Speakeasy Cafe. And that gets you entered into our February drawing. So I thought I should do my due diligence. And this is my piece that I titled, I Want to Be. 
I want to be the sound that you make when you clap two rocks together. I want to be the suit from smoke signals that you send up. I want to be the drum that you beat in celebration and for protection. I want to kneel before you and wash your feet because I love you and that's what it means to me. I use service as my love language. Mind your business. So now I'm softly humming because you'll be the one to scratch my scalp and wash my hair. You speak the love languages that I've never heard before. You give so much, insisting that I receive more. You are me amo amor. I want to sing as you run from our oppressors to freedom, using the cornbread treats made by me to hush the bloodhound puppies. I want to ride the bus when it's possible, but rather than sit in the back, I will walk. I want you to rub my fallen arches, to kiss my forehead and my hands. I want to be your wife and your good thing, since you will be my superhero and my last king. I want to be the recipient of your due to my walk the sheet paper on which you pin music. I want to be the upbeat to your downbeat. I want to be your ally, and we will never be in a position where we need to compete. You are the jack, the funk rhythm in my life. I want to be how you end your blues. I want to feel holy when I'm next to you, like I'm running to the altar in the sanctuary because you love me while singing gospel. I want to rock while you roll. I want you to pearl the J and know the Dilla and be my perfect rhyme. I want this to be us for all time. I want to be over your dope beat. I want you to be my hip-hop because we can't stand mumble rap. You're my Neo, and I'm your soul. Black History Month is in June, but this is February, and it still makes us feel whole. See, we're not just black history in the month that was designated for us. We are all 365. You're the lover that I want to be my last, and I want you to understand that if you know nothing else. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me. Wow, that was intense and powerful. That was beautiful. You are so welcome. I'm just, I'm just in awe. That was beautiful. I appreciate it. Are you going to read a second one, baby girl? Um. Okay. So I can do another one because I, I did another one from for my feature, and what I did was, um, let me go to. Clarence or my mom, somebody that I sent both pieces to. I probably sent it to you, too. So I wrote a piece about Luna, but I also wrote a piece about me if I were to pass away because I want people to understand that one day I will die. And when that happens, I want to live on, and I want to do so through my pain. So um, hold on. Let me see if I can find it. The downfall of reading. I have to find the piece. 
Let's see if I can get it. That's the whole thing. No, no, no. If I can't, look, look, look. If I can't do it, I will definitely freestyle. Okay. It didn't work there. Where do I go? Oh, oh, oh. I go to my Facebook search. Hold on. Let me go to the search engines on Facebook. And I will put it in. Right, right, right. Because that's the crazy thing about when you're a freestyle spoken word artist. When you have to read something, you don't know where to find it. <laughs> because you don't read anything. So I'm going to try this. So are you, are you Regina? Regina is my government. R-E-G-E-N-A is my government name. But Gina Storm is my pen and stage name. So I'm I'm just Regina and Jeannie at home. But I'm Gina Storm on mic and on stage. Did you just make a did you just donate to the show? Did I do what? Did you donate to the show? Is that you? Is it, there's a Regina on here? Yeah, that was me. And the reason I did oh, that because I, I used my PayPal. But no no no. No, Nyla, I wanted it to not be in my name. That is a gift that I'm given post-hominously in King Cadence's name. I always want him to be a part of the Speakeasy right. Cafe because we came here together, and he can't any longer. But I'm still alive, so let's go. I have that noted, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, sis. Because, like I said, I've been donating every year, but, you know, he, he passed and I didn't. And and we were a duo. And now I'm yeah. a singular. And in my singular support of the Speakeasy Cafe, I want it to be in his name and not mine. Because I'm still here. And he's and, and you're singular. You keep the duel immortal. Oh, that made me cry. Okay, so I wrote this piece on January 17th, 2015. And I named it One Day. One day my life will end. My soul will leave my body and I return to the earth, ashes to ashes and dust to dust, a memory to so many and poetry for most. One day I could be planted with these seeds and grow into a tree with limbs stretching, reaching to the sky. I is no longer having to cry, body free from pain, no lupus, fog, cloudy my brain. To emphasize this, not be incarcerated but free. So one day, I'll be no more. My voice will be silenced, my pen put down, my reign will have ended, there'll be no new followers that I'm aware of, no recently befriended that I have accepted. One day, someday, We all will die, and I will never know how. That that end's going to come to me, nor do any of you know, my friends. So there'll be others who will react after I'm gone. But I'm aware that the connections between the people who meant the world to me, they'll be strong. I give lots of myself, sharing intimately, constantly. I would love to live on as a strong and vibrant tree. So one day, other poets could sit beneath, reading my Angelou or Keith, having a cipher freestyling like me while they're spitting fire. And one day, and I hope there's not too soon, that they will be sitting underneath the tree that has the ashes. That is what is left of me. 
buried with the seed that will allow them to sit beneath said tree. I'm Gina Storm. Thank you for indulging me. Indeed. Thank you for spoiling me. <laughs> I love it here. We love you here. Thank you so much, honey. That was beautiful. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere that I do poetry, including Clubhouse and Small House Poetry on Clubhouse and YouTube. Wherever I am, where poetry exists, I am their voice. This is my sense. So if you're looking for me, reach me on Thursday on the Speakeasy Cafe with my sister Nyla. Yay! Love you so much, girl. We'll see you next week, honey. <laughs> I love you, mommy. Bye bye. Bye, sweetie. <laughs> oh my gosh, too funny. Okay, our next caller. We have uh, from area code three four six and eight five zero, and then five eight five. Let's go ahead and grab three four six. Three four six. You're on the air. Good evening, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart, how are you? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yes, ma'am, so, you are. Uh, I've been steadily tagging you. You're probably going to have about 20 tags, all of them for uh, Black History Month, African American. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that way I get uh, thrown into that um, numbers uh, repeatedly. Into the drawing. (laughs) Right. You know, because I did one on air last week. I'm going to do another uh, two today, but I actually went down the list and tagged you. I think it's got to be at least about 20. So you uh, check your tags. Because you got a whole bunch coming in. Um, so, uh, other than being fabulous, let me tell everybody because you know you've trained me properly. Uh, this is Emilia T. Davis, A.K.A. Poetical Angel Queen, calling out of Houston, Texas. And so, my first poem. Um, is called Ancestors, and um, it is a true story. It is a story of my actual family, and it was passed down to me from my grandmother. Some may argue it. I really don't care. This is what I was told from my grandmother. And so, again, it's called Grandmother Was a Slave. I don't know if she was born into slavery or arrived on one of the many ships. Irregardless of how she got there, she was in bondage. Unfortunately, I don't even know her name. At some point, the slave master took an interest in her. I can only imagine how she must have felt as he forced her to lie helplessly beneath his body while he stole what wasn't his. How she was treated like an animal, to be savagely beaten and raped, 
over and over and over again. The torment she must have felt each day as she carried his bastard child. Unbeknownst to her, this child would go on to achieve great things in this world. To the child's great fortune during this time, he was so fair-skinned, he could easily pass for white. As he grew into his manhood, he eventually left the plantation to join the military. Through his bravery, he rose quickly through the ranks, becoming a bona fide hero and eventually the President of the United States of America, all the while harboring the secret of his mixed blood. While in office, rumors began to surface in regards to his mixed race. To his party's dismay, he had announced he had not, he would not allow slavery into the new territory, and thus he was murdered by poisoning during his first year in office. His black heritage forever erased from the records, so they thought. His name was Zachary Taylor, the 12th president of the United States of America. Now, you're wondering how I may have gained this information because I am a direct descendant of his. Age of 13, my grandmother took me to the side and in hushed tones explained all to me. My grandfather was his great-great-grandson. This is my heritage. These are my ancestors. My heart is so grieved at this part of my family's history. I know what it's like to be beaten, disrespected, to be raped, and to feel like less than a human. I honor both of those great ancestors' their strength, their achievements, in the face of overwhelming odds. May they always rest in peace. Musings of Emilia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. In peace. Wow. That was pretty powerful. Thank you. Um, so that's one of the ones I tagged you, but like I said, it's a bunch of ones. So, uh, you know, look, check, check your tags. Um, and I appreciate that, Nyla, you know. Um, all right. So the second piece is also, um, it's called Ancestors Cries Throughout the Night. I sit in the darkness of the night. Gazing upwards at the stars shining so beautifully. I hear the ancestors of long ago screaming, crying, wailing, 
as their life blood were poured out onto the soil. Their bodies hung from trees. The pain and misery found no relief until death took them into the spiritual realm. Agony and destruction without cause or reason. I dropped my head, feeling their suffering and hearing their crying. I'm in a time warp. I'm propelled backwards in time. I'm feeling deeply their sorrow. It is heavily upon my consciousness. I look over at the trees who bear witness to the horrors and traumas that took place so many hundreds of years ago. Slavery of unjust design, tortures of not only the body, but also of the mind. After all these many years, their great-great-grandchildren can still find no peace and harmony. Instead of rapes, now it's firearms and bullets. The white robes and hoods now are blue uniforms. Yet unjust needlessly bringing another murder to heaven's gate. Again, a mother's anguish cry for her child's death. Slaughter unleashed upon another family's painful reality. The bloodlust continues on as the body count skyrockets. Anger and sadness flowing throughout the nation again and again, and again. When will there be enough blood to quench their thirst? When will there be enough bodies in the morgue? How many must cry, wail, scream, filling the streets with a river of blood and tears before all of these injustices come to an end? A country who says they are a land of justice and humanity's hero constantly is turning a blind eye and deaf ears to the innocent blood of those that are slaughtered daily. There is no justice. There is no love found at the end of a gun. The silence during this night speaks to horrific circumstances and behaviors that have been allowed to happen for 400 years. I cried to God to please keep all safe and surround everybody with your angels. I beg him to touch the hearts of the merciless, to change hate to love, to bring peace and harmony throughout every area of this country, to open the eyes of the blind and the ears of the deaf, to heal the broken body and mind, to feel mercy and compassion in those who are void of them, to keep all safe from harm and destruction, to bless his children with strength and determination, to never allow another victim to fall prey to the evil monsters that seek blood 
and death. Unfortunately, humans have free will and can choose to listen to the angels or to the demons. Humanity is slipping farther and farther into the fires and hell's pit. It seems the answer is to stay in prayer constantly without ceasing. May God have mercy upon this nation. Musings of Amelia Peace. Wow. That was phenomenal. No one's uh no one ever has to guess where you stand on things, do they? I adore you. Um wow, I you know, I think all these years is the first time you ever said I did something phenomenal, so you know, I'm must curtsy and bow and uh thank you so very much. <laughs> You're welcome, honey. You tell everyone how to find you. Yes, ma'am. You can find me on Facebook under Emilia, E-M-I-L-I-A, T-D-A-V-I-S, or Poetical Angel Queen. Um, You can find me on all other platforms under the same name, Emilia T. Davis. A.K.A. Poetical Angel Queen. And and you can tune in every Thursday night, um, and I will be here with Nyla. And uh, I appreciate everybody's um, listening and all the poems and poets that came before me and that will come after me. It's a phenomenal show, and it... Everybody is just awesome, and I thank you so much for allowing me to be a part of it. Well, we are very glad you're a part of our family. Thank you, sweetheart. (laughs) My pleasure. All right. We'll talk to you next week. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 85 zero I can get this unmuted Rich are you with us hey Nala how you doing I'm doing wonderful my captain how are you oh I'm doing all right I'm in a little bit better shape than I was last Thursday so we're secure tonight so I don't have 20 things going on at one time (laughs) Uh, so we uh Hell, I'm bringing up the rear tonight, huh? Or what is the no? The show's got another hour, right? Yeah, next? we have another hour. Okay, all right, all right. So we're we're, we're doing okay. But uh, anyway, uh, I uh, I don't know. I found myself laughing earlier when you oh, uh, I think you I think you used the word oh. Uh, Inspirate. I've been looking for something to. I have like three poems going right now that are like three lines in, and I need I need <laughs> I need something to inspirate me. But, uh, <laughs> I know. I think that should be a word. I like it. I like I, the way it, it sounds. Should. Hang on, let me turn. Yeah. Something that, needs that, inspirated. That yes. Yes. Well, 
<laughs> Lewis Carroll would be very proud of me. There you go. Uh, as you know, my stuff is 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 short and a blink is gone. But uh, I uh, did a reading from my first book tonight on social media. So I'll read. Uh, no, I'm reading something different. Okay, here we go. Uh, this first one is called Thrift Shop Records. Uh, we charge full ahead with nothing to lose, dying to taste the soul of the world. Chasing moonlight adventures down dwindling back roads, our only guidance within the midnight sky, stoking the fires of youth until time pulled its bait and switch and left us here digging through stacks of thrift shop records, humming songs we've almost forgotten. In poem. Is that, that about was middle age long or enough. Is that about middle age? <laughs> I know it. It was near no, nor near long enough. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, when your when your head's a hive of bees, it's hard to stay on topic very long. Let's see. We had another one. This is from just a few days ago. Oh. And I think I titled this White Noise of the World. Uh, the sea ties the moon, pulling silver lightness below. And so my spindrift pages rest in a coffin of poems. Lover of mine, your torrid clown is at your service. Set us up for one more last call and pour your chaos and mine over the rocks. And we'll weave our echoes into the white noise of the world. Beautiful. And just like that, he's done. (laughs) I just looked up Inspirated on the uh, computer, and in the Uh Urban Dictionary, it says Inspirated means when you get some awesome idea while you're drunk. An idea that was almost a good idea. That's perfect. That's perfect. (laughs) That is perfect. Wow. But, uh, so I, I didn't invent a word. I'm really bummed out now. <laughs> well, I am a dead society poet on all my social media. Uh, probably most active on Instagram and TikTok and uh, Twitter. I run four profit accounts on Twitter. Uh, have a theme room there, a uh, DM group. DeadSocietyPoet.com that has a link to my author page on Amazon or Barnes & Noble, one or the other, but it's all the same. Uh, uh, Dead Society Poet will get you. uh, You'll find me no no matter where. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You did amazing. Well, thank you, ma'am. I appreciate it. And y'all, y'all have a good one. I will be, uh, I will be at home next Thursday night. So hopefully, I can call in. Uh, we finally, I have the last remnants of my divorce is the house that we finally have a contract on. Uh, so I'm supposed to be closing on that 
and celebrations will be in order upon that. Well, you just tell us how we need to celebrate with you, and that's exactly what we will do. All right. I actually know a reading. I actually know a reading I can do next Thursday night in, in celebration of it. I actually, I actually know I already got it picked out. But uh, <laughs> anyway, y'all, uh, uh, everybody have a good one. The readings have been fantastic. And uh, oh, I'm enjoying it. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, sweetheart. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. All right. Our next caller comes from area code. We have 585 followed by 903 followed by our Skype caller. So 585, you are on the air. Well, hello, Nyla. Hello, everyone. This is Doug Curry. How are you? Oh, my God. You should see the grin on my face right now. I am literally, <laughs> I swear to God, standing be- on my desk right now dancing <laughs> like Snoopy. Do you hear me? <laughs> I can <laughs> things have so been things, have, things I'm just saying things have been well. We've been really busy, but it's not as busy as we're getting ready to be. Um I'm sitting in the radio studio right now. I'm gonna have to do a three hour pre record because tomorrow when I would normally be on live we have a play. Uh, we're involved in something called the uh, Bronze Fest um, Theater Festival. So there's a series of plays, and I'm in a couple of them. So tomorrow night we'll be doing the um, Anansi Tales. Anansi Tales are African tales that are akin to the Br'er Rabbit tales that people know of here in the United States. So we have that, which is a family affair. It's an immersion where we have... Uh, the actors on stage, but also uh, a lot of children and in our cast, and they uh, invite the other children in the audience to come in and do simple parts to be involved in the performance. It's really nice. So we have that coming. Uh, on Saturday, we have a show that I guess I'm the feature of. It's called The Return of Double Axe Max. Double Axe Max is a ghoul of of an enslaved person who was killed when he went berserk over the selling off of his wife. And he found out when he came back to the plantation and found out she was gone. He started chopping people up. He was a big, strong guy that used two axes, was strong enough to use two axes to cut down trees. And so he he sought revenge, and naturally he wound up, you know, being, being killed. But then his his ghost continued on to fight injustice wherever he found it. So we had done the, the first play of that uh, over a year ago, and now this is the sequel to it. So that's coming on Saturday. But on Saturday afternoon, I was really fortunate that a really good poet friend of mine uh, invited me to share the bill with him, which was very nice because he was invited, I wasn't. Um, but he was invited, and perhaps he was asked to bring someone. However it came about, he asked me to share the bill with him. So we're going to do uh, a reading at the uh, Central Library in Rochester downtown, and I will be on Thursday, and he will be on, and so we're very busy. So I 
I write, as you know, I write historical stuff. So it being Black History Month doesn't mean a whole lot to me or doesn't mean a whole lot to what I'm going to do. But uh, considering that I've been asked to be on this show, then I figured I shouldn't just go up there and read all of my old stuff, but write something new. So here's something that's hot off the press. I never do that. But here's something hot off the press as I read this. This will be the first time I've read it for anyone other than under my own breath trying to see if it if it added up. And uh, it, it's probably what I will lead off my set with. It's called What is Black History? What is black history? It's the story untold, the underside of greatness of an America that never was. A cry that spanned an ocean from the first black man who, being manacled, could only watch his children, his village, fade into memory. Emancipation. Abject poverty, degradation, ironic, cruel inventor of chronic unemployment. The new jobs, chain gangs, and convict leasing. Faces in the police state myth of black criminality in America. The light goes out in a child's eyes who cannot sit here, drink there, or play as children play, or even know safety in his father's arms. Black labor, unrelenting, suffering, unmitigated. Punishment, toil's only reward and certainty. Black power, black power, growing strong, fight back murderous pressure and strike. Black history is ever-present death, the capture, the middle passage, the slave pen, overuse of the lash by the overseer and paddy rollers, the billy club, the courtroom injustice by the law. Black history is the darkness of America's legacy, the product of her narcissistic dream deferred to a mirage, finds of a dream not to become a vision. In this oasis where liberty and justice tremble to be freed, black captives turned interlopers, usurpers of how things are supposed to be and had been till the American conscience turned upon itself and damn near rent her asunder, leaving a gaping wound, bloody, oozing the pus of degradation, injustice, genocide under the color of law, breeding a combative spirit, the channeling of forebearers, standing tall while showing the world a wink and a smile, downtrodden yet unbound, purveyors of hope, grand in style, audacious in sport, fastidious inventors making a way out of no way, delicacies out of pig guts, blues from plantation hollers, beats from dingy urban din, victims, martyrs, and heroes of this American tale who cried in the dark but met every sun striving, climbing up the rough side of the mountain, dragging America along, singing her song, writing her story, and poem. Wow. You know, reading that gets you into the February drawing, right? <laughs> I, I kind of suspected that. I, I, 
because I wasn't here for the last few times that we were on. Uh, I wasn't really aware until I, I kept hearing that, okay, whoever was doing something on black history was getting a, 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 an instant <laughs> drawing. I said, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be in. So did somebody did somebody come tell you that I was uh, – did anybody come check on you? Is that why you're here come or did you just decide to come? Yeah, because no, last no, week we were I... talking about – last week we were talking about the uh, – when we were doing our sponsor part because you helped sponsor the show last year. And yeah, while I was yeah. reading down the list, I said Douglas Curry, and it's like we haven't heard from Douglas. Somebody better go over there and check on Douglas. Don't make me have to go bring uh, him over here. You know. By the ear. No, no. Yeah. Listen, you can look at it this way. I am here, except when I'm not. <laughs> I know, right? Okay. I am very I'm, blessed I'm when you are. I'm already here, except those times when I'm not. And sometimes it turns out that I'm not more than I am, but I'm here. <laughs> and I'm glad that, you know, I, I wasn't aware that that cycle had renewed. Okay, so, you know, I will. Uh, yeah, I, w- I always want to be a sponsor of this show as long as that, as long as I'm able to do it. I'm happy to do it. Um, we appreciate we had, you so much, honey. We've been having a good time. Uh, you know, um, we've been. I was so busy. I don't even know if it was this month and it was a big event. We had our 40th anniversary celebration for my radio show, and we had it at the downtown theater. And although we didn't like to. We were very happy up with the fact that we had to turn people away. So we had an overflow crowd. And I'm, and I'm telling you, we've been so busy, I'm not sure if that was this month or if it was the end of last month because we just keep putting one foot in front of the other and being glad to have the chance to do it. Um, but, you know, that's that's what we do, stay busy and sell a car or two in between and maybe help support yeah. this program. I got another little thing, uh, if I may. Uh-huh. I said I have another little poem, if, if I may. Of course. If you think you're going to get away with not reading it, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, well, I thank you for the opportunity. I'm gonna, This has helped me warm up for Saturday because um, I'm going to need to know this stuff cold because I'm going to be tired when I do it. So here's a note that I left on a poem. You know, I write poetry on uh on uh allpoetry.com and so there's in, there's always a space for authors notes, which is not a bad idea because it kind of gives you a perspective on things where your head was at when you look at this 5 years later or a few years later. Here's a note I wrote on June 14, 2012 at the beginning and end of shows between acts and at intermission, the band or whatever band was playing there at the Apollo Theater always played the song, I may be wrong, but I think you're wonderful. It was a message of love to the people of the capital of black America, Harlem. That Harlem doesn't exist anymore due to decades of decay, denigration, and inevitable gentrification. But to those of us who witnessed the goings-ons at what was billed as the world-famous Apollo Theater, instrumental interlude forever lingers in our hearts. We, too, will never forget the sights, sounds, and smells 
of our dear native home, Harlem. You think you know Harlem? Now, don't make me laugh, because, baby, let me tell you, you just don't know the half. About frying fried chicken and bacon grease or lard, and times being tough, I mean so doggone hard, we buy a chicken and get the feathers and the eggs, and we even eat the feet after we eat the legs. When we eat a pig, we eat his chops, his ears, his tail, and even his hocks. And a southern specialty that we call souse and chitlins who smell lights up the whole house. Now, Aunt Chinky can suck on a dry neck bone so the hungriest stray dog would just leave it alone. And old man Pop drags in wood off the street to throw in the furnace for a little bit of heat. Coal man has passed us by today and said no more coal to the rent man pay. So no need for the ice man, just another bill. Besides, we keep things cool on our windowsill. In the summer, the whole street smells of lye. Use the cleanup tips from the alleys nearby. Now here come the wagons with melons and greens, onions and lemons and fruits and string beans. Watermelon, I got red ripe tomatoes. I got some good turnips. Lady, need some potatoes? Here come the cutlery man to sharpen the knives for the grocer, the butcher, and all the housewives. Happy feet be thumping on tenement floors. Music be booming out of windows and doors. Dance the bop, the slop, the chicken walk. No, dance the bop, the slop, the camel walk, the chicken, the baby face doo-wop, and deep south blues picking. Steals home plate, and young say hey, and sugar ray, pack them in at the gate. The packards and caddies prowl like big cats at night. Prophets and mystics teach under street lamps light. Preaching, come back to Jesus, a gilded tongue entreats from a storefront church loudspeaker out into the streets. Somewhere there are strivers, the betters of us all. Got to flip the page. The betters of us all. The re- <clears throat> oh. Somewhere there are strivers, the betters of us all. On Sugar Hill. Those with skill rise and sometimes fall. The rest of us catch as we can. Some live in desperation, kept in a jagged, dangerous place by de facto segregation. But just, but even just subsisting here, living from hand to mouth, we're better off and we know it than our cousins down south. Cold water flats and mist meal cramps prey on us and do us harm. Pullman blankets in a burning desire conspire to keep us warm. I may be wrong, but I think you're wonderful. The Apollo band plays. We're all hip and booted and about to change our ways. We are the people, darker than blue, the chosen who perceive a truth, our story, one day we'll tell, and no one will believe. I will never lose the spirit or forget the things that I see and watch my neighbors do just trying to get by. We feel the movement. The A-train is rolling. We slap each other five. The urban village of Harlem, 1955. If you saw this stuff on TV, it would make you cry or laugh. But they could never write this story. Because they just don't know the half. And poem. 
Wow. Wow. You know, you write with such... You write with... I, I was going to say like po- a Polaroid pen. <laughs> For the lack of something more eloquent. You know, it's like every time you write a word, you're creating a whole image for us to walk through. It, it's it's yeah. like 3D. And it comes about just the comes about just the opposite way. You say I'm writing it, and the image comes out. The image is in, and it comes out of the pen. The pen hits the paper, and the reader gets to see and it. And then the, the words pull us back in again. Yeah, yeah. But all of So right now you what, have all of us inside your head. We're all in there because you pulled us all in. So we're all like prancing around in there. You guys get your hands off the wall. Don't smear. Get out of the refrigerator. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Things I want you to see. Oh, you're not well behaved. <laughs> oh, I'm off wandering. I'm wandering. I'm looking around. I'm checking all the drawers. <laughs> All of those poems are actual clear-cut memories. You know, we had we had men that would ride down the street on a horse-drawn wagon and uh, yell out. You know, certain times of the year, they there was there was all these black people from down south. They wanted southern stuff, and here they would come down the, the street in a wagon, selling watermelons and you know, different southern types of food that were not available anywhere else. And there was a great demand for it. And everybody knew on what day who came through. And, you know, when did the guy come to, to sharpen the knives? And when did the guy come with the, the vegetables? And and the, the ladies would be out there catching the horse manure to put in their flower pots for, for fertilizer. You know, all of that. <laughs> yeah. So It's incredible. So that's... I mean, it's like yeah, you write it's... you write with Norman Rockwell words or something like that. You just it's like a slice out of life, out of time. You could very much tell that those were they were memories. I mean, you could tell that. I mean, and I think that maybe that's why it makes it so accessible for the reader to be pulled in is because there's. I mean, it's yeah. it's a real it's, it's, place it's not far in time. I didn't reach anywhere for it, you know. It, in fact, some of those images kind of compete with the stuff that you didn't get a chance to say because there, it was such a vibrant existence. It really was. I mean, it was in the 1950s. You saw people coming back from Korea with scars and limps, you know. We saw, you know, Memorial Day parades go through Harlem and, you know, old men with World War II uniforms marching in those parades. It's just an existence that if you weren't there, there's no way for anyone to truly make you understand how it was. But it was a it was a, a place that was so self-contained because, because it was redlined into that. It was, you know, segregated into everything being... You know, concentrated. You you would be in the in the same neighborhood with doctors, lawyers, Indian chiefs, and people that had money that couldn't really live anywhere else, and they had money, so they became bigger than life in those neighborhoods. You know, you always notice you know who got a new Cadillac. You know, 
Oh, there's Sugar Ray Robinson riding down 125th Street. He fought last night. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's a line in there why Young stay hey and, and Sugar Ray pack him in. Yeah, Willie Mays played for the New York Giants, and he was all the rage, as was Sugar Ray Robinson. But the Dodgers had Roy Campanella, so the line about, you know, what Campy hits too, and Jackie Robinson steals home plate. This is all going on in Harlem at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, I was, uh, I don't know, ordained to, to be there at that time. It's, so, it's crazy thinking so about the stuff that we've seen in our lifetimes that we are now the record holders for. I mean, that's why it's so important for you to write the poems that you do, for you to write the way that you do, because I'm sure when somebody sits down and writes about Harlem or sits down and writes about whatever or anything, you know, the pictures that they paint in our history books are not going to be what your poems say. You know, so you, you know, it's like the, the truth comes from the voice of the common man. Yeah, exactly. Not the people who have something to gain or profit by and it's telling, you know, so. Well, or people who are well-meaning, even well-meaning historians, you know, can write about this and that and, and, and be quite accurate to a point, but they didn't live on 117th street near Manhattan. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Fantastic, sweetheart. Thank you. Uh, thank you everybody for you know indulging me to, to listen to that. And for even paying attention to the fact that it is, you know, Black History Month. But like I said in the beginning, it's Black History Month all the time. I mean, you know, write your story because if you don't write your story, somebody else is going to write it and they're not going to get it right. Exactly. And that does get you put into the drawing. And I figured the tagline for your poetry is, the Polaroid capture time travel quality of recreating frozen moments in time. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's a mouthful, huh? <laughs> that sure. That sure is. But um, that, that's the, that's the, that's what I'm going to put on the back of your book. <laughs> Whenever that happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why am I so unambitious about that? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm waiting to do. I'm waiting to do something really good. <laughs> but I get busy, baby. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just you don't have enough on your run. plate. Go spin a couple more. Time, time will run out before my interest in things will, and that's a and that's a very fortunate thing. Mhm. Right. Anyway, my name is Douglas Curry. Uh, Doug Curry is what most people have called me most of my life. I lost Doug Curry onto a Facebook, uh, uh, someone who cut into my account, and I couldn't get it back. So when I went back and, and redid my account, it was my full name, Douglas, which is fine. I'm a mature man. I can, I can go by my formal name. And so it's <laughs> Douglas Curry on Facebook. And I don't really put much on Facebook other than, you know, just general things about this or that. I'm, I'm I'm starting to realize that I never really gave into 
how, you know, for a lot of people, and there's nothing wrong with it, are so invested in social media. I just know I'm, I'm, I got both feet on the ground, and I, I will be running with both feet on the ground to do these shows and to do this thing over the weekend and continue to work. And, you know, what I don't always have a lot of time for is social media, and I'm kind of glad about that. I'm still shaking real it's hands good. with people. If you don't friends. go out there and live life, what are you going to write about? Yeah, true. Exactly, exactly. So, But I am on Facebook as Douglas Curry. Um, poetry is found on uh, all poet, all poetry, I'm sorry, allpoetry.com under the name of Manchild, M-A-N-C-H-I-L-L-D 99, and that's on allpoetry.com. And I'm here on Thursday night except when I'm not. <laughs> Love you, Doug. Thank you, sweetheart. Everybody, and I'm enjoying the show. Thanks, sweetheart. We'll talk to you soon. Yes. I'm so glad he called in. I've been missing him. Okay, our next caller, area code 903. You are on the air. Eric? Hello, Nyla. This is Eric Hey, Shelby. sweetheart. Hey, how are I'm you doing? I'm glad you made it on. Good. Thank you. Me too. Yeah, I went to uh, Tess Posner's, the singer-songwriter, uh, musician I told you about uh, a few times. Mm-hmm. She did her Wildflower Hour, and that's where I was the first part of your show. Of your show. So. Are you cheating on me with yeah. another woman? No, I'm not. She's in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> I can share you. We there can you have go. a poly poet relationship. There you go. Yeah, it's like <laughs> me and Gina. We have the we have our anthology called our po our uh, book baby. We, oh, that's we make cute. that joke too. Yeah. So, anyways, I'm gonna read. Yeah, sorry, I didn't press one. I, I had a long day, and it was actually uh, I don't know if it was 75 or what it was. It was really hot today too. And I had to move a bunch of heavy stuff up and down the hill and organize uh, a uh, shop that had a lot that needed to be done. So, yeah, that was fun. So, anyways, I got two poems. So I'm reading from the anthology, uh, the Poets United, a collaboration anthology and others poetic works. And it's by uh, Gina Carrillo and Eric Shelman. Uh, and uh, we we did everything ourselves, and we did publish with Amazon. She did; she knew how to do it. Uh, but anyways, it's got 51 poets and poetesses from around the world. And so I'm going to read. I was told everybody I was going to read uh, two poems of, of each one uh, on your show and record it, and then on others too. So, so this is Joyce Ann Gage. And she started writing poetry when she was in high school. When she's not writing, she's crafting, spending time with family, or making her friends laugh. She's from Missouri. So here we go. All right. First one is called A Vampire Poem by Joyce and Gage. All right. I remember not from whilst I came. My lust for blood is such to blame. I feed on those without a purpose in life. 
bending others to their will, beating their wife. I feed on those who rape and molest, making them death's favorite guest. Is it murder? I think not. Their wicked deed mustn't be forgot. I maim, I kill, I play. Wicked humans will not get away. I seek you out as you seek your next quest. I put you in your grave, and that's what I enjoy best. That's in peace. It's impersonal. <laughs> Damn wicked. Thank you. Yeah. So I got, uh, this is Bleeding Ink. This is uh, another one of hers in the Bleeding Ink by Joyce Ann Gage. Cut me open and you will see. I eat, sleep, breathe poetry. Dissect my heart and you will find. Pen and paper hiding inside. It's what I am. It's all I know. So cut me open. Watch the poetry flow. When I let my ink bleed, I feel that awesome poetry need. I hunger for the verse. Someone call me a poetry nurse. My ink will never run out because poetry is what I'm all about. So cut me open if you dare. I have plenty of poem to share. Watch me bleed if you will. Watch me bleed my poetry spill. That's in peace. You had a lot of really fun, playful rhymes in there. That was great. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's uh that's uh Joyce and Grace or and and Gage again. I was gonna share her uh YouTube if oh, I can. That's right, huh? it's uh on, yeah. It's at sign Matter Hatter, and it's M-A-D-D-E-R-H-E-R-22. That's that one. And then she has a like page called Down the Rabbit Hole on Facebook. Uh, and it's her. She has a, she has red hair, and uh, she has a fedora hat on. And she has a book uh, with book stops. In the back, in the uh, cover photo too. So, um, and she's, she's a very talented poetess too. But I wanted to read hers, and uh, and then I'll probably, and then I'll probably be reading her changes next time. And then I have, you know, I have plenty to choose from too. So, and I can't read three, so that's fine. But I'm glad you liked them, and uh, I. I already told her that I was going to share that with her tomorrow. I told her that it records at 12. I told her I'm not going to be up by then. So, but <laughs> she, uh, she's pretty, she's pretty awesome. She's been one of my friends for like four or five years or six years, somewhere on there. I can't remember, but she's pretty, she's pretty talented. So I was just giving her a shout out and read her, read her poetry. Like I said, I want to read, I can read two different ones from different people each show to get the whole book done too. So I got 51 all together. So that'll be what's up, but thanks so much, Nyla. I truly appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Uh, I appreciate you having the show and the platform for all of this. 
And I'd like to give a huge shout out to Jimmy Ray Davis too. And uh, his poetry is awesome. And all the uh, previous poets and poetesses on the show, I can't recall them all all right this second. Uh, My mind's kind of mushed from earlier. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to be on next next show next Thursday. And uh, so this singer-songwriter I talk about on your show, I actually found her. So Facebook has these ad things, and I was uh, I was scrolling down, and I pressed uh, this ad, and it said uh, it sent like an automatic uh, response or whatever to um, to me, and said, "Do you want to listen to my music or whatever?" Send me a link to her uh, YouTube, and she is phenomenal. She's really uh, and she's a singer songwriter too. So and she's independent. Anyways, I've shared her on my page, too, before, and I don't know if I tagged you in or not. Anyway, she has Wildflower Hour, and it's uh, right at 7 p.m. Eastern time. I mean, uh, standard, uh, sorry, century, center, uh, I can't even speak. Time, century, yeah. I forgot. Central time. Whatever time I'm in, yeah. I'm in the middle. Yeah, sorry. My mind's fading. <laughs> That's all good. But Central thanks so much. Yeah, time. so. All right. Yeah, Central Center. There we go. Yeah. That's right. And so I tried to jump on here, uh, and she just happens to have the same time as you. So, but I told her, I said, I got this show's three hours, yours is one hour. So I can, jump, I can get on for a minute and talk to her. So she's pretty cool. And uh, she is, uh, I think she has one album that's actually out in, in uh, well, it's not print, but whatever, it's uh, published. And, and then I believe she actually has digital albums, too. I'm not for sure. I can't remember what they're called yet. But, but yeah, anyway, she's pretty phenomenal. Uh, and uh, I love you, Nyla. Thanks for the show. Thanks for everything you do for all of us. And I'll be reading more poets from around the world as well and uh, and I'll get all that sorted but uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it a night it's been a long day already so <laughs> I bet. I'll, uh, I'll see you next week and uh, have a great week and have a great weekend and uh, I'll be I'll be here next week uh, I'm going to go ahead and let the next the next poets and poetesses jump on. So have a good one, Nyla. Talk you to too, you next time. sweetheart. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. All righty. Our next caller is our Skype caller. Oops. Come on. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I gotcha. You are on the air. Hello, Nyla. It's Jade Mintz. How are you? Hi, sweetheart. I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I am doing fine, thank you. And I hope you're getting on the men as readily as possible from that awful COVID thingy. That's pretty nasty. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm doing better than I was in a lot of areas for mm-hmm. sure. Thank you. 
You're very welcome. Yeah, um, perhaps next week I can do something that's inspired by one of the people I'm reading right now. I'm reading Ayn Rand. Uh, oh, cool. But, yeah, but in the meantime, I have a little something to enter into our Black History Month February contest. So without further ado, with your permission, I'll be about it. Please, yes. Okay. This may be something repetitive I've done previously, but if anything else, I'm plagiarizing myself. So here we go. Did you hear about me? My name is Steve. Did you see the documentary of me on the dot British Eve? You would see in the year 1993 the murder of me. George Floyd died only once by the bobbies. I died twice, first by the white lads stabbing me, then the English echelon that ignored me. It was me and the mate at a bus stop think such dark lads would blend. It was dark. Youngsters like us, white in the dark, bright knife stabbing in the silence of a city dark and run, 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 run didn't feel my blood I fell down in my blood my mate screaming for help in the dark Oi, mate there's blood on the ground ebbing around dark I say the complete I am that was phenomenal Holy moly. Yeah, um, it was, this was in that year, 1993. This was in Great Britain, in England. I'd never heard about it. I just recently saw the documentary, I think, and his name was Stephen Lawrence, and it took two full decades, and only two of the guys that did the stabbing were ever convicted. So... With all due respect to our George Floyd, this well predates it. And even though it's on the other side of the pond, that kind of just, you know, kicks you right in the teeth. Yeah, it does. There you have it. I'm sorry about my uh, sort of British twang I put in there, but I just wanted to try and... No, I loved it. It made it, it absolutely... I mean, there's a there's a thing I have. Maybe I'll no, I won't close the show with it. There's a track that I do um, where I'm doing an English accent. It's very, it's kind of like inside out and back, kind of Shakespearean. I was just going to a lot of Shakespeare plays when I wrote it, but I did. I, I mean, it's just it's, it was the voice of the poem. Once once I joke, mm-hmm. I mean, I played around with it, and once I heard it in that voice, it's like that's the voice it had to have, just like your poem. That's its voice. Well, uh, thank you for that, and uh, just one poem. I know your lines are still engaged, but for everyone listening, um, please cast a few coins upon the poetic waters of Speakeasy Cafe. I, I did do my my bit, yes, as it were. Yes, you did. Thank you so much. Yes, I appreciate you so much, so much for helping sponsor Sears. It's it's scary. We can't do this without you guys. So this is your what is this your second or third year helping? Second this year, right? Second, yes, this is the second. I yep. discovered you during the pandemic, one of the few things that good ever came out of it. 
Well, we appreciate you, and thank you, sweetheart. Thank you for Not helping me stay on the air. Thank you for your platform, right. and on to the next caller. Thank you, sweetheart. Goodbye. All right. I love this woman so much. So fangirling on her. Okay, so our next caller comes from area code. Oh, we've got Noreen, I believe. 863, you're on the air. What is she listening to? Noreen. Do that. 
Are you going to share another one of his? Uh, yes. Um, it's called Occupy the World. Okay. A young lady famous for her intuition was summoned to the governor's mansion one day. Upon her arrival, wow, it's a privilege to be beckoned to come to a man of power on this day of occupation. Come in, he said. Your advice is honest and true, I hear. The world is in upheaval, and I know not what to do. She said, sir, sit down. A pan of potatoes I will make it make for you. When they are done, before you, I set the pot. Now, clearly, I'm watching you, not taking a sample from the pot. Now, as I sit beside you, I can see on the glass tabletop a piece of potato streak from the piece of potato you dropped. When the steam from the pot is gone, leave some potatoes for your guests and friends. Then you may put the lid on the pot. Gotta go now, one of your friends. Goodbye. Remember, capitalization. The end. That was great. Yes. Yes, I love it. Okay. Okay. And in and, 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 and a poem, I, I wrote one, okay, um, for um, um, Black History Month, and I finished it mm-hmm. earlier. And, um, and I'm hoping I do him justice because um, there's more I want to write about, too. So I hope I get it done before the end of the Black History Month because I think they all should be celebrated. And these are, you know, not like the people you hear in history. These are people that we know. And the first one, I hope I did him justice, is Melvin Douglas Johnson. And I hope I do it good. This is him. Okay. Okay, this is Melvin Douglas Johnson. Too many legends have gone before us, left this earth. Melvin Douglas Johnson is one of them. How do I write a poem about him to do him justice? It's so hard to do. He is a phenomenal poet. He is so loved by the poetry community. Listen to him. You will be in awe as he reads his poetry. Melvin is a spatial poet who cares about the community. He inspired so many poets. He is an influencer. He is an influencer, a mentor, leader, activist, a great man. He is kind, spread love to all he meets. He encourages poets to push forward. He left a big print, a big poetry print in this world. Nyla's famous poem to Melvin, Say the Last Thanks for Me. He stands up for everyone, no matter who you are. He stands up for justice without fear. He is one of a kind. He is Melvin Douglas Johnson. He is so many things. He should be celebrated during the Black History Month. Let's celebrate Melvin and his life here on Earth. Let's not leave him out. Melvin and his poetry will live on forever, even after we're gone from this earth. The end. I hope I did him justice. Uh-oh. That was beautiful. Wow. I miss him so much. 
You did him justice. Well, thank you. Because there's others I want to write to, but I can't say their names because they come on here and read their poetry. And, and I don't want to say their names, but in case I don't get get it done in time, so I can't say their names. Hang on a minute, you guys. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. You have no idea what that means to me, Noreen. Thank you. You're very welcome. And the reason I put that in there of yours, your famous poem, you say the last thing for me. The reason I put that in there because I want to let people know um, he he does he he took me the big in everybody's life, and I think that was important to put that in there too. He definitely made a huge difference in mine. He was such a good friend, mm-hmm. such an amazing poet. Yes. Mm-hmm. He was a really really good friend. Yes. Still is. Yes. And it was my last dance. Yes, he is my last dance of the night. I always knew yes. who my last dance of the night was going to be. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Are you going to okay. read another one, Noreen? Oh, yes. And this one is, is um, this is one I wrote called A Love. And this is my, my first curtail sonnet I ever wrote. And I, I don't think I ever wrote any more curtail sonnet. Okay. And it's called A Love. Okay. Nothing special today, just want to write. A poem of love, a love never goes away, even after a death of your loved one. It is going to be all right. Love has stood the test of time. Love exposed the truth. Love knows more. Love will also lure the both of you together for life, now through eternity. Remember, for those who are left here on earth, love will care for you. Love will restore your faith, and oh, how love roars. The end. Absolutely wonderful. Yes. And it didn't even make me cry. <laughs> okay. Okay, thank you. <laughs> okay, and, and, um, and to, um, to, I'm going to do a special tomorrow. Um, forget, um, I'm going to do a video on... Because I bought me another, I didn't, I had to find some flowers in the yard now. I know he prefers the wildflowers now, so I'm going to find them because I ordered some roses for him for tomorrow because it's his birthday. But since I didn't get any, I looked for ro- roses. I'm going to do a video on 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 him for his birthday. He'll be 80 if he was still here with us. He is still here with me. Yes, yes. With all of it. Well, you know, well, you know what I mean. I mean, um, I know. I mean, he was still, I know. Yes, but I know he's still here. <laughs> you want his cute little package here? <laughs> like yeah. the whole package, not just the pack. Never mind. I'm not even going. Shut up, Nyla. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, I know. I know what you're saying. Okay. Trust me. I know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I wish he was okay. too. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Noreen, tell everybody how they can show you guys some love. 
Okay, and you can find um, Gary and our, our books together on um, Amazon.com, and then you can also um, find um, um, us on Gary and Noreen Snyder dot wix dot com front slash poetry, and you can also find um, Gary on ReverbNation dot com, poetrypoem dot com, and Facebook dot com, and then you can find me on poetrypoem dot com, um, oh Facebook dot com, and ReverbNation dot com, and um. And where where um you can also find us on um oh on on um cope coke oh it's called copy I keep saying it wrong copy k o dash f i dot com front slash uh oh Gary and Noreen and then you can also um find us on on every Saturday at um uh five o'clock. At, at at um the Poetry Club Facebook Live, and you also find this on here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On Absolutely, yes, night. you can. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, and, and, sweetheart. Thank and, you and so we, much. We, okay, you're welcome, and and thank you for um 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 hosting the show for it. So we have a venue. And and I, I I'm praying and I'm gonna um I gotta share some more and I hope you get the um for all the um for the mon- for the money for the speakeasy for the three hours. And I hope I you hope get so extra. Too. I hope you get the extra <laughs> too because you said you're gonna buy a computer. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, hope this thing's do. going on a bazillion years old. So I figured, you know, I thought, you know, who knows? Magic can happen. Before, yes. we've only ever had the fundraiser open, opened up to our own community. So since we put it on GoFundMe, I thought, you know, what the heck, maybe someone will see it. But Yes. You know, I'm, just, I'm just worried about making sure that we're able to stay on the air. And I appreciate you. I mean, you've been okay. sponsoring the show, you and Gary, for a long time now. And just mm-hmm. we love you and appreciate you so much for mm-hmm. making sure that we're still here. You're amazing. Yes. Thank you. And, and, I, and, I, and I'm, can I share it on other places, too? Because I have Instagram mm-hmm. and I have, but well, no, I don't know. If, wait, I don't know if oh, I got Twitter. I don't know. I had Instagram. I guess they banned me from there. I don't know. I don't understand. But I, I'm under you uh, the poetry. I'm under poetry, but I think I'm going to make another um, uh, email address and then then put me back on there. Because right now I'm just under <laughs> Poetry Club 2019, I think. The Poetry Club. Your account probably got hacked. Is what happened. Yeah, that's what happened. Got hacked, and and they yeah. and, and I, they asked me to. I I put a picture of me. They want a picture of me and this code. So I did all of that, and I had my hand. They want my face showing, my hand showing, and I thought I did all that, but they never got back to me, and I think that they um they just banned me, and mm-hmm. so um. And it, but um, I'm on Twitter, Twitter too. I know that, and I'll share it on Copi too. Thank and my, you. Oh, I and my website. It, okay, I can share it on my website too. Oh, awesome! I love you so much. Okay. Thank you, Noreen. Thank you so much. You're, you're very welcome. And I share um, I share the show on every Saturday night too. Like I, I said, let you're too good about to it. me. Okay. okay. 
Because Gary Marie and I, we think of... Week, honey? Yes, yes. Talk to you next week. Go ahead. Okay. I cut you off. I'm sorry. Gary what? Oh, Gary knew oh what? I said, um... Oh, this was... Your show is Gary's and our favorites. Favorite show. And we don't want to see it go off air. Me either. What would I do with myself? I don't know. Come, the, come, and, come and visit be, you maybe, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week, honey. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you next week. Okay. You're welcome. I want to let area code 518 know that you are, I see you on the board, but you are not registering to let me know that it's okay to unmute you. So I don't know if you're here just listening and hanging out or if you want to come on the show. If you do want to come on and share something, please press 1 on your keypad, and that will let me know that it's okay to unmute you. 518, if you want to read, press 1. Otherwise, I I can't unmute you because you might be just listening. If you are just listening, I am so glad that you're here. And I hope you'll call in and share with us someday. And thank you for being here. I want to thank all of you, callers and listeners, for being here tonight. It's been an absolutely fantastic evening. Noreen made me cry (laughs) with her beautiful poem. And um, I think that's pretty awesome. I'm really glad that she... She did that for Melvin. But so this is the last show of February. So to get into the drawing for Black History Month, all you have to do is post a poem on my page celebrating Black History Month. And that will get you into the drawing between now and then at midnight on midnight 01 on March 1st. All right. I'm going to close the show tonight with a track by Savannah Brown. It's called Skinny Girls Bleed Flowers. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for being here. Good night, everyone. These are not monsters. There are no monsters here. These feel like love. And when they creep inside you, it's like something once missing is finally coming home. How could a monster make such pretty girls? Pretty girls, pretty skinny girls, they look like everything that is wonderful about being alive. Like vodka diet cokes, and pictures of hip bones at the beach, and all I've eaten for the past three days is my own fingernails, and these monsters, not monsters, can make you pretty too. You'll learn to make jokes about why you're slicing the five strawberries you brought for lunch and breakfast and dinner into 25 pieces, lifting the morsels from perfectly folded napkin with delicate, crackling fingers to hesitant tongue. And when the jokes get too cumbersome and taste too much like nourishment, like letting go, like happiness, learn to put an end to lunch. Forget what it means, and by the end of your last year of high school, you'll know every spot in the building where no one will ask where your friends are and why you look so tired. The monsters, not monsters, will share their secrets. You'll learn that needles and bones, when crushed into a fine paste and stirred into the twenty glasses of water you were going to drink today, taste like lemonade. And you can have a sip for only 
the cost of the rest of your life spent worshipping the feeling of hollow, searching up number and number and dead girl and number, you too can spend the rest of the day smelling of what you just had to scrub off the bathroom floor. Go, they'll say, outstretching manicured hands, bottle cap wrists, memorize menus and all the lies you can tell, spend hours at the grocery store counting. Fifty, one hundred, two hundred, no more than three, or else suddenly your thighs begin to inflate like the balloons from all the birthday parties you couldn't go to. You will learn to avoid celebration, because celebration means food. You will spend Christmas Day fantasizing about burying your dissolving teeth into your knuckles until your heart stops. The not monsters will feed you your first cigarette and your second, and your tenth. They will leave your once shiny hair in a clump on your pillowcase just for you. And when your body gets too weak, it starts to crumble. But where sick breaks skin, sunflowers will grow. An entire garden will force itself from your empty stomach, billowing out your mouth and you'll choke. But you'll be happy because at least you're not eating. You'll decompose until you cannot be differentiated from all the skeletons that have been living in your closet. Don't you wish you could shrink? Don't you wish you could have that control? Don't you wish you could make your mom cry because she just doesn't get why you do this? You don't get why you do this. You're smart, but you just Googled how many calories are in toothpaste. The pretty girls. Pretty girls, pretty skinny girls, pretty dying girls, pretty dead girls. The parasite can be restrained but not destroyed. But no matter, it is a beautiful thing to be made of porcelain. The picture of your hip bones at the beach was worth it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.